Hello and welcome to The One One. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 95 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. As always, I'm alongside the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton, and today... We are blessed, completely blessed, to be soaking in the sun up at the Mundaring Hotel. How good is it, Terry? Oh, you know, BJ, there isn't uh, oh, it's probably not a better spot in Western Australia to be right now. What is it, 25, 26 degrees, sun's out, gun's out. Clean air. Yeah, clean air. How good. I haven't got out of the punting dungeon for about four days, so it's nice to, uh, yeah, I forgot the sun existed <laughs> and the sky existed, so no, it's a uh, cracking spot, a great part of the world. Heart of the hills. Heart of the hills. Um, so yeah, we are, as I said, we are up here on location at the Mundaring Hotel. Butchie, the public in Ian O'Connor's opened up early for us. Terry's already been in the tab. Um, it's all happening. So uh, yeah, we'd, uh, yeah, it's a great day. Perth's really turned one on for us uh, ahead of the grand final weekend. So can't wait to get stuck in. First of all though, Terry, we have to discuss week one of our Top Gun tipping tournament. Yep. Went off, went off with a bang. Did go off with a bang. Um, yeah, a few, uh, we had a few little, uh, few gooses, we had a few gooses, but all in all, uh, everyone's done a cracking job the way they sent them in and uh, they made the entry for me really, really easily. So thank you to everyone. The uh, yeah, yeah, I must, I must race say. Race number, oh. horse name and yeah. the stake win, that's 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 all we need. And um, yeah, 90% of people got it bang on. So I uh, don't need horse number either, by the way. Um, sometimes I just got a bit confused with that. But um, no, cracking stuff. Interesting to see everyone's tactics. I thought it was quite a circumspect bunch. I was surprised. Uh, I expected perhaps a few more people, and there were a couple, but maybe throwing a few haymakers going for that sort of 50 wins or 100 wins on a $10, $20 pop to try and really blow the game open. Um, but there was, yeah, as I said, 23 Captain Chaoses, a uh, heap of Apple Schnapses, all day session was popular. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was people good. were looking at the cut, I think, as well as trying to win it overall, thinking I want to stay in this cup for as long as I possible. I think someone found a winner of every race, didn't they? Pretty sure. I don't think. Um, I don't think. I don't think there was one that got missed. So uh, there was one, only one far too strong. Yeah. There was only one person with that far was too Sam strong. Sam White. Actually. Sam White. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. I, I was going to include that in my yeah. stats. Do you yeah. like my hashtag stats? Yes. His stats I, are I enjoyed good. the stats. Yeah. Uh, so there was only one uh, far too strong. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other. There was a couple now. of multiverses too, and if he got up, that would have made things yeah, very it interesting. Yeah. 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 But it uh, but yeah, I must say thanks to everyone who got their um, who got their entries in. Like Terry said. We have an overwhelmingly, uh, overwhelmingly positive response from people doing the right thing, mm -hmm. and uh, well, not the right thing as we requested and following the preferred format. So, thank you very much. Strict that is much appreciated. Strictness is on tomorrow though, it's because um, yeah, I'm off to record at probably 10:30, so I need to have them all in. So that's why 9:30 WST is the cutoff, because um, yeah, I probably won't be back in the Arvo, so I won't even have the chance to lob them in. So it, it's a pretty strict. 9.30 cuddle. It's, it's a tight time frame, it but it, it's important that uh, for, for for the competition to stay manageable, that exactly everyone gets right. their, that's their uh, entries in on time. Uh, we have to congratulate Timmy Marlowe. Yes. Who, uh, he took he took week one honours. He banked $558 to take the early lead. Yeah, good. He got the uh, the drift on IC Red, IC Red, which was $6 plus, I think. I think he had 90 wins on he IC did. Red. Yeah, yeah. about... about um, yeah, six dollars plus, I think. So that's that's one way to look at this competition as well. You can, we all we all love to take our fixed prices at three fifty four bucks and see them jump two twenty. You know, it feels wonderful. But um, <laughs> if you know you're going to be back in one that's jumping, bet fair SP is tactically is that a smart move to take one that you know is going to be well supported, or do you look for a runner you think maybe isn't going to be as well found? So was another one. Um, had a nice little wobble in betting. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, tactics wise, very interesting. But well done to to Timmy. 
Marlow, who Tim- uh, yeah, good lead too, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I think Timmy Timmy's uh, Timmy's a former mastermind winner. Yeah. He came on the mastermind on our mastermind two point yes. so yep. he's a he's a strong supporter of the one one and get out stakes. He, yeah, I think he might be actually. So he is uh, he is leading the way from Warren Hutley. And check out these two characters in a uh, tie for third. Luke, the sponge, Finney. And, and a gentleman <laughs> by the name of Terry Keith Layton. Matter of how far from here. TK Layton. You know how to give me an early start. Hey? I'll tell you what. Matter of how far from here. Are we, have we got uh, like an ineligible marks? Yeah, we like, like, took, like, took Miller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're going to be no. like uh, Corey McKernan or um, uh, Chris Ground or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So we're ineligible punters. So we can't win, but we're in it. We're in it uh, up to our eyeballs. Jeez, so I would love whoever. I'd love to win it, and whoever runs second, just always remind them they didn't actually win it. Yeah. <laughs> so we all know who the real Top Gun is. You'd love that. Oh, I hate myself. You'd love that. that. So Luke, the Sponge, Finney, and Terry yes. Layton—they are in a tie for third. They had their hunt, whole bet, hundred wins on all day session. Brad Willer, Money Maley, and all day just didn't let the Never punters doubt, down. Huh? There were some scenes at the Belmont Sporting Globe. I tell you what, dearie me, I think. Um, yeah, we, we carried on like pork chops after that. But uh, uh, there's some good names in the top 10 as well, uh, or very handy. There's Marky Olmos, I think Tommy Johnston. Riley uh, Dot Morgan. Riley Dot Morgan yeah. was in there. Life of Riley. Um, yeah, some some bit of cream coming to the to the, to the the four early, which I is was, uh, quite I was exciting. in the top 10 prior to scratchings, and I was de- I, I was uh, pushed down to 11th by uh, one Miles Svitsner. Svitsner, that's yeah. very good. So yeah. I am now uh, 11th, and Miles has leapfrogged me into 10th, so I'm out of the top 10. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Miles yep. Fitzner, geez, you'll hear about it if he wins it too. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, everywhere. T- Top Gun, week two, kicks off this weekend. So, don't 9:30, forget. 9.30, get them in. Get them in. Get them in, punters. Uh, grand final day, quick quick preview, Terry. Who wins? Um, Either the D's or the dogs. Mm, mm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Narrow, really narrowing <laughs> down. I, we've backed the D's at the start of the final series, and we're one of my good mates is a big D supporter. What just shy of four bucks. Yep. More just for an interest in the final series. But um, I <clears throat> I thought the D's were morals a fair way out, but I rejuvenated dogs for the sake of going to the game, which which I am, which you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy the dogs made it. So, because um, that's the best grand final. I reckon they would have beaten Port by 60 plus. But the dogs, yeah, I, I, genuinely, I genuinely reckon it's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Over the, the odds at the moment, $1.72.30, basically summarize perfectly where the game is situated. Melbourne deserves slight favoritism, what about but the dogs. What's the line about two, two, two and a half goals, yeah. something like that? Oh, yeah. Two goals, not even. I nine points. Seen the line yeah. would be sub ten points for yeah. dollar seventy, I think. So mm. nine um, points, probably. Yeah. yeah, Clayton Oliver, Norm Smith, Clayton Oliver, Norm Smith, about seven fifty eight bucks bet fair. Okay. Uh, well, my the reason I got tickets to the game was because I was fortunate enough to grab hold of two Melbourne Football Club members' barcodes. Mm. So, people, so I yeah. have to. I have to be supporting and cheering hard for Melbourne. And also, I do have a soft spot for the Bulldogs. However, to end a a drought since 1964, I think it's time that the Melbourne Football Club uh, got a flag. I think it's only only fair. Uh, So I'll be cheering for Melbourne. And uh, who's going to get the Norm Smith? Uh, I might go Christian Salem off a halfback. Christian Salem. Mm. There you go. Yep. Where are we? Off the halfback, just setting up play. Yeah. Hitting no, targets. Yep. Hitting inside 50. Ben Brown on the lead, outstretched. Bang. Yep. Okay. That's Christian Salem's Christian my Salem. man. Yep. Yeah, that'd be brave. Yep. Yeah. 
I like it. Looking forward to it though. It'll be a good day. Thanks to Betfair as well for giving me two tickets. This and, is this was and food it, for the day. It, it was it was a funny story. I said to Terry, he goes, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Betfair's given me um, two tickets to the grand final. And I, I said, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. He goes, oh, not for like what we do on the 1-1 one, one or anything. That's what you said. Not, I think not, it might not, be. Yeah, not, for, yeah. not for anything we do here at the 1-1, but yeah, just for like, uh, you know. And uh, I said, oh, that's cool. Well, oh, uh, oh, I, I, got, I, got, I missed out, but Connor's going. Which, uh, yeah, Matt, well, Matt a very quick auto. story on that, actually. Yeah. So I was about to um, – Fitzy's brother, Miles Fitzner's brother, is, is affiliated with North Melbourne, so we're going to buy tickets through the North Melbourne corporate package and everything. Now, it's quite expensive the, uh, for the lunch and the tickets and everything was about two grand ahead it was uh it wasn't cheap and um just about to pull the trigger on those and i get an email from betfair saying we got you and a plus one food and drink and a little corporate suite for the day and i said oh all right, that sounds good but there was three of us that were going to go so i thought who am i going to bring along with me um who who, who comes along as, as the plus one and um and I've said to the lads, right, I'm going to do a Zoom call. I'm going to put your names in a hat. I'm going to whip one out. And then we've remembered 2018 grand final. Um, we've all flown across to watch Collingwood West Coast Eagles. Five of us, there was four tickets. Uh, we thought we'd scout one. We couldn't scout one. Cono put his hand up being a Dockers supporter, uh, even though one of the other lads wasn't an Eagles supporter either, put his hand up and said, you know what, guys, you guys go watch it. I'll go to a pub. Um, he went pub, missed one of the greatest grand finals of all time. The other lad said, you know what? This is karma. Let Kono have it. Very good. So, Kono's Very got the ticket. I, I like Kono's style. A diehard Dockers supporter catches the bus from Bustleton for every <laughs> every Dockers home game. Never misses. Licks the window Bustleton, the whole <laughs> Bustleton there and back again to Optus Stadium. Yeah. That, that is, He's that a is, real bus catcher. He bleeds purple, doesn't he? Yeah, he, Kono. he certainly does, yeah. Uh, okay, quick racing wrap-up, Terry. Uh, actually, yeah, good luck to to the supporters of both teams, both teams. Optus Stadium, the weather's going to be 27 degrees on Saturday. It's going to be mint. How good. Yep. Uh, hopefully, it's. Uh, I, I feel as though it's set up for a classic grand final. Yeah, me too. Fingers crossed. Okay, 108 to 104 type it's, thing, I, th- you know? I feel as though it's going to be a belter. But uh, quick racing wrap-up, Firefox. She's a good man. She made a back-to-back Boulder Cup wins on Sunday. Got to give credit to Sean O'Donnell for yep. that one. You run that race another five times, you'll get five different results. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He waited, he peeled, he got going. Uh, nice ride, Lucy Warwick on Bella's Island. Almost front. pinched it, yeah. Um, living the dream was tough as nails after being gone a long way from home. Divine Shadow was probably uh, pulled up with some issues. It's out for the carnival now. Um, and Media Baron was a tough watch for backers, <laughs> but it's a type of horse. It's <laughs> yeah. a type of horse where um, you're going to get tough watches. And, and Christy, uh, I think she was. I know she's been chastised a little bit yeah. in the media, but I think it was a. She was in a tough spot yeah. turning for home, and she had to push out and get going. And um, yeah, I'm sure Media Baron, perhaps with the Pont or something going on in a cow cup, will be pretty popular. What do you think of a little Stafford's lads run? Good. Yeah. Yes, very surprising. 20, it's another one we were talking about out of the handicap, 20 points out of the handicap. Yeah. Um, but Chrissy Parner wasn't going to go there for nothing. So, um, yeah, very nice run. Shaping up to be, I mean, I think most years we saw the Cal Cup somewhat ordinary, but I think it's shaping up to be a nice little Cal Cup. It is what it is, the Cal Cup these yeah. days, isn't it? It's all so, about the Hannans anyway. Yeah. So, speaking of the Hannans, the round really fires up. We've got the Hannans handicap next Thursday. Which dig Deep Strike. Dig Deep Stakes, yeah. Plane? Oh, I thought, I thought a little plane, Yeah. 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 Uh, so Hannon's next Thursday and the standalone Calgary Cup meeting next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Terry is heading to Calgary for the Hannon's to watch his champion dig deep in action. Mm-hmm. So I am on the lookout for two people to join me on the episode 96 of the 1 1 next Thursday. So if you're interested in. Come back uh, to the. Mundaring. Yeah, yeah, why not? If you're interested in uh, joining me, PJ Ryan, on next week's episode of The One One, hit us up, Twitter. So find out what Lathan 
Riley and the young guns. Tommy, yeah, I reckon get a couple the of The rising stars. Yeah, yeah, everyone else is in. Uh, actually, I think a lot of those boys might They're be in Kalgoorlie actually looking at their Twitter feed. This, but, could, be uh, a, this could be a solo pod. This yeah. Could be, <laughs> oh, dear. This could, be, this could be anything. So, yeah, look, we are on the lookout for a couple of uh, um, podcasters to chime in next Thursday morning with me while Terry is uh, in the goldfields. Mm-hmm. But you're not staying for the cup? I'm meant to be heading home Saturday morning. We've got a bit of stuff happening that evening, which I know seems like my friends are picking on me for doing that, which is fair enough too. Um, but no, I'm just going to run a really big race on Hannon's Handicap Day, I think, really um, stick my neck out and put in a few rough strides and uh, I think I'll be happy to go home on Saturday morning. Peak performance Thursday? Yeah, big okay. peak performance, yep. All right, don't don't leave anything in the tank. Uh, <laughs> and a quick, quick note to W Racing fans, Superstorm will be representing us in a five-horse mm. edition of the Group 1, $1 million Underwood Stakes. That's over 1,800 metres at Sandown Hillside this Saturday. So the Cerise and White, they are, uh, are on the lookout for another Group 1 triumph on the East Coast on Saturday. However, Terry... We are here on Butchie's big deck, so I think we should bring him in, shouldn't we? The publican of the Mundaring Hotel, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Mate, welcome. Thank you. Good morning, BJ. Good morning, Terry. I'm just, uh, I'm just excited to be here, Butchie. It's taken me too long to get up here. I know a lot of our, uh, a lot of our listeners and obviously the majority that have won the prize. But I know the tailors get up here quite often and have a feed, and uh, I know a lot of our uh, listeners um, love it up here. But uh, thanks just uh, just from, from me personally, I guess. Thanks for being a part of the podcast since I think it's ball one. Yeah. Was it week one? Butchie was in – he was in before acceptances. He was yeah. uh, he was all over it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. racing podcast. Mm. Thought, oh, okay. That, that yeah. ticks a couple of boxes for me. Butchie, but, um, Butchie and Timmy Hewitt, yeah, straight. Uh, straight yep. in, in like Flynn. So. Timmy Hewitt, a bit yeah. stiff with war pots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 raw. I'd be even money as well at trade the dollar seventy. But Butchie, I don't know Timmy's a huge amount. Stiff. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, it's usually pretty. Lucky. I don't know a huge about um, about your history in racing. Um, you able to share a little bit with with me and the listeners? Oh, I've always been one of those also rens. You know what I mean? Um, been hanging around for years. My old man had horses. I was looking at the form guide when I was about six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when I went. Saw Kingston Town win his third Cox Plate. That sort of got me hooked. And I am now one of those people that's been involved. I've picked up shit. I've ridden track work. Mm-hmm. I've, I own a few nowadays with very little success. Um, I know how that feels. Breed a few? Breed, yes, breed a few. Yes, it's a patience game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I actually decided a few years ago that we'd breed one or two. Got this lovely... Fastnet rock mare, mm-hmm. closely related to a champion called Mahogany, and as yet has thrown absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's, it's due. <laughs> it's due, yeah. Actually, no, we've got a couple, there's two nice little ones out of her. But yeah, like I said, it's a patience game, and it's really more, more just pure uh, interest than anything else, yeah. Now, Butchie, uh, one of our friends of the podcast, Luke Fernie. Yes. Uh, now, you... Recap the story. So you used to work in Kalgoorlie with Luke's father, Peter, and you used to ride track work for him. Is that right? That's right. Well, actually, let's then, so, so tell the story. Set the scene. What was what was going on back in the goldfields in those times? Well, I actually left job working in the stable to get you know because I, I think it was on hundred dollars a week. That, <laughs> that that was terrible money even then. Um, and they got me a job in Kalgoorlie uh, with the you know the super pit mob KCGM yeah. uh, because I could ride a horse basically. Yeah. So they set me up with a trainer there called Sid Adamson. Um, they got me a job in the stores at the thing so I could wa- uh, could uh, ride work in the mornings before I went to work. Then I ended up shifting to the underground side because the money was better. And uh, long story short, yeah, ended up becoming very good friends with Peter Fernie, especially after he found out I could ride a horse. Mm. <laughs> um, and then 
uh, probably from that day onwards, I, I was riding work every morning and I became very good friends with his old man, Johnny, bless his soul, he's an absolute gentleman. And uh, Peter and I, he passed on a year or two later and then uh, yeah, I continued with Pete and uh, still very good mates today. And I think I was telling you earlier, yes, yeah, so I distinctly recall the phone call from the surface when uh, Peter got Peter got the call saying that Karen, his wife, had gone to labour and the resulting progeny was one Luke Fernie. <laughs> Who now happens to be one of your neighbours, is that right? Yeah, he lives on the same street. O'Neill Parade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's where all the cool people hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's a great story. So, Butchie, you've travelled far and wide. You spent some time over the UK working in pubs and you returned to Australia uh, and you took over running a pub in Kalamunda, is that right? That's right. Yeah, I uh, had absolutely no intention of going back into the pubs when I returned from the UK after eight years. Um, funny, work, you had a passport? I had a ancestral visa yeah, through my um, old man's Irish heritage, yep. which I believe before 1922 or whatever, it was part of the UK, so you could get the, yep. and I ended up staying four years and then got the residency. Mm. Uh, I never actually ended up getting a passport because I didn't need one, you know. Met, met your wife then? No, I actually met my wife in Thailand. She, right? She's English, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's from the um, west, southwest of England, yeah. Dorset, um, but we met on the Coast Town Road in Bangkok, actually, uh, about uh, 1999, actually. Jesus, that's a long time ago, isn't it? Mm. Um, and then I, yeah, nine months later, I took off over there. I was only going to hang around for six months or so, and eight years later, we returned in foal mm -hmm. um, and pretty broke, actually, to... Uh, <laughs> It was a great idea. You enjoyed yourself. Yeah, what a great idea, emigrating back to Australia with a, your wife six months pregnant and about 10 grand in the bank. You know? <laughs> Nowhere to live. No. <laughs> but anyway, we got through. We got through. Mm. And so it was the last drop that you took over. Yeah, yeah well, it's called the best drop now, but yep. yeah, the last drop, which uh, my old man used to, my old man had a butcher shop in Calamundra. Mm. As my mother always said, your old man owns a few bricks in that place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and it was, it was pretty well run down at the time. And... Uh, yeah, I just got in there and it's about six months. It just turned around. It was back going really well again. Um, and then I was there for four years and then mate and I had a great idea that we should have a shot at buying the Parkerville Tavern, which I don't know how we actually managed to do it actually, but we, we, we got it over the line and we, we got the parky and we uh, got her going. What a great pub. Um, and then bought this one about five years in. And just before COVID, we sold the parky, and now it's just myself and Joanne here at the Mundaring. We've got this one on our own. So you mentioned COVID. How, like, you, the hospitality industry has taken a big hit um, through the uh, due to the, the global pandemic over the last eighteen months, and uh, the Mundaring hasn't been spared. How, how's uh, how's it been? Um, oh, been a rocky road. Been I earthquakes imagine. out here. <laughs> earthquakes. <laughs> Not that I recall. Um, no, the uh, the the three month. Big lockdown was 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 pretty harsh. Although, I think the fact that everyone was in the same boat at the time mm. was a bit comforting. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we, even though we knew we were pretty much destitute, it was all we kept going. We did the takeaway every night. And that worked really well. Mm -hmm. It was really well supported by the community. Um, I was driving deliveries every night. Uh, it, but it was like financially, it was like, well, you're either, you know, to be per perfectly honest, without the government assistance you you wouldn't be here now because you were you were ticking over enough to pay a few wages and stuff and but as far as paying bills on a on a place like this it was 
you know, mm. with, without that. But when the government thing kicked in, it sort of helped us along. And then, of course, once we reopened, mm. it was a bit of a boom sort of because mm. no one had anywhere else to go and everyone couldn't wait to get back to the boozer. So yeah. the recovery, touch wood, was fairly was fairly quick and, and, and brisk. I get lots of reports from people who are coming up here on the weekend, even during the week, and they say that the place is absolutely mm. pumping at the moment. Butchie, what's the, how, how, how are you travelling? Yeah, no, the, the pub itself is, is well, I, I'd like to take some of the credit for it, or we would like to, you know, that mm. it's really sort of improved as an establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's the fact that, you know, no one's in Bali or no one's in, in uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bit of a combination of reasons. But, yes, it's very busy. Uh Everything comes with its problems though. The whole, I think every industry at the moment is having personnel trouble, trying to get good quality people when you're busier than usual is mm. is an actual nightmare. I'll be facing that next Thursday actually, yeah. would you? Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you face well, it every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll put my hat in the ring. Yeah, okay. uh, um, no, personnel, yeah, it's that, that's the biggest problem. But as far as business goes and the recovery from COVID, it's been, it's been pretty good. Um, and I guess I suppose in probably six or seven months time we should hopefully start things getting back to normal and we'll just get a guide then you know mm-hmm. so but the the pub is sort of playing second fiddle at the moment from uh, all the money that you're making on the punt you got you're having a good run at the moment butchie <laughs> yeah about a week and a half's worth yeah. um yeah no i've actually just hit a vein in the last week and a half but um we won't you know the, the you're actually not on twitter in the punting comp are you no no twitter no no i, I I try. I'm a bit, a little bit of a technophobe, really. Um, mm. Although I'm remarkably good at the the tab touch app. <laughs> <laughs> People quite often. Uh, You're a power user. Yeah. I like to go rapid fire. Um, <laughs> Yeah, as you say, I've posted yeah. a few things. Like yeah. quite often, I go, "Well, I'll just have twenty on that," and then, <laughs> then I end up with about five twenty-dollar bets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, what I love, what I love about about Butchie, Butchie's in one of our WhatsApp chats, Terry, mm-hmm. is he'll have like some random quartet that he'll jag, and I'm like, "Who even, who even takes bets like that? Quartets or random trifecta?" <laughs> and I've had this discussion with him before. Like, when do you decide that you're going to take a one of those bets. He goes, oh, I'll just, just think of it in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there's no like- When there's r- value, r- there's value. When there's value. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> it's very good. So, uh, no, you love you love your racing. Yeah. You, you love your uh, you love having a bet and you, you love talking thoroughbred horse racing, especially. However, you do, one of your big passions is breeding. Now we touched yes. on it briefly. Is it true that you have cracked the code the Bob Peters code. <laughs> the Bob Peters code. I'm yep. still working on it. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually believe I've oh, – well, I've got a couple of theories yep. I, I, that I believe there's a few lines that are ever present in all his good horses and I believe that that's what he looks for. Mm-hmm. I would love to actually have 10 minutes of Bob's time and just ask him a couple of questions because it's just – He's a Bob Butcher next week. He, he is an absolute genius. You've got to you – know, hats off. The man is a mm. genius. With the way his whole operation structured and how he breeds these horses, and I'm sure there's plenty that go by the wayside that we don't know about, but just his strike rate and he's just a master at finding the right nicks or the, the, the right mixes. Um, and he's a big damn sire, big believer in the damn sire line, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and it goes back to, from yeah, everyone laughs at me that I go so far back. You know, I'm, I'm back in the 1800s going, oh, it's St. Simon from Chaucer. But I really believe that he, he does that as well. He goes that, that particular line 
especially on a damn size line. Mm-hmm. I really think that's what he does, and I don't know for sure, but I. That's my theory, anyway. But I, as far as cracking the code, BJ, <laughs> I would say negative. <laughs> but uh, but you're uh, you're always trying to uh, to tinker with it, Butchie. Yeah. Now uh, you got some shares to sell sell or what in some of your horses? What's going <laughs> oh, on? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. Ter- Terry's, I might Terry's check always keen. Check out mine with you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just 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 let the listeners know what you what you've got at the moment. Like, uh, what, what can they look forward to from an Ian O'Connor? Uh, we need to get your own colours made up too, Butchie. Well, actually, I got some colours the other day. Yeah. Uh, Actually, old Bob Harvey's colours, the yep. uh, purple and pink. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Queen of Pop yep. colours. Um, yep. So I've been uh, permitted to, to race so my horses in those. So from memory, that's okay. purple with pink armbands? That's the right? one, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and I believe they belong to Bob's old man, going yep. back to the you know the early, early day, 1920s or whatever. Um, so they were racing them. I've got one, I call her the Great Brown Hope, mm-hmm. the Sessions filly who – has had one 400-metre trial for one win, which is oh. uh, very exciting. That's a strike, Good time to go out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good time to go out. Um, and I've actually, I pick up the paper and I go, geez, those sessions are going well. i got one of them. Yeah. Universal Ruler won another one. Yeah, i got one of them too. Uh, <laughs> the demerits are winning a few. i got one of them. Um, but uh, mine just don't seem to Any race? No, nah, no. Nah, nah, None race, as you No, I have, I've had races in the – none of my own. Oh, actually, sorry. No, the, the very first – I must have had the slowest snippet sun in Australia. Um <laughs> We, it's true, we put the mare to snippets on um, and now that I actually follow the breeding a bit, I can't see any reason why you would put the mare to snippets on. It just doesn't match up at all. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, what's his name out there? <laughs> uh, no, uh, it was, no, it was what Todd, I thought, rightly Todd described. Harvey. Yes, Todd Harvey, yeah. when we discussed the horse's attitude, he said he, he just wasn't right in the head. Um, he was dangerous. Uh, yeah, not a good experience at all. So he had a trial and a race and we gave him away. Okay. But the others, uh, the little demerits had a couple of trials who she showed a bit of, she showed a little bit. She ran a 58 trial herself at Belmont. So that's, mm-hmm. if you can run 58 at Belmont, you can win a race. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got the Universal Rulers just come in. Did you keep these yourself or do you? Um, Predominantly. Who trains them for you? Todd Harvey, yep. yeah. Uh, Robbie, Robbie, and I are actually halves in were halves in the horses, okay. Um, which he still is, uh, but a couple of them he's got out of, and I've still got. Yeah, okay. So I've got a gingerbread man as well, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I bought a gingerbread man. Well, so. the best part is the ones that haven't raced yet. There's always hope. Yeah. Well, the, that's be, right. the best part of horse ownership is hope that you've got the next wink. Yeah, and I got plenty of that. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of hope, but not a lot in the bank. Butchie, um, mate, classic. Classic chat. Uh, best of luck with your or the horses. Best of luck with the pub. But from Terry and I, uh, particularly, and all the one one listeners, thanks for all your support over the journey. You're we're welcome. Episode ninety five today. Can you believe yeah. it? We're not far oh, away hey. from cracking the ton. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we wouldn't be here without the support of uh, yourself, your family, and the uh, and the Mundaring Hotel. So thank yeah. you very much. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Just to all the people that do come along and use those vouchers, and I see them. The next day, and I go, God, oh, I didn't catch up with that, guys. It's usually a Sunday that they come up, and we're usually quite strung out, and I'm usually bursting around like a, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so, but <laughs> thanks for coming along and having a look at the place, and I hope you are enjoying it. Sundays are a tricky day because they are the busiest time, um, but, yeah, I hope, I hope you are enjoying it, and if you're not, let us know. Softly. So, <laughs> so if they do come up, mastermind winners for the future or just punters in general, if you do come up, make sure you ask to uh, – 
track down Ian O'Connor. Love just to, say track. Say good day. And um, yeah, just um, yeah, we probably need to get some one one hats up here next batch and just leave them here so you can yeah. hand out to the to the mastermind winners. I forgot to actually. Yeah. I got a few in the car. Yeah, so I'll I leave forgot a to handful. put mine on today. Lucky we're on it. It's not a TV. <laughs> it's always lucky. It's not. Uh, yeah, you can only hear our voices. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. Butchie, Head for radio. Thanks yeah. again, mate. Much appreciated. No, you're very welcome. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Butchie. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Blackheart Bart Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we're recording episode 95 of the 1 1, your West Australian Racing podcast. It's just after 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 23rd of September. Belmont, this Saturday, as well as Mekathara Cup Day, 2J Cup Day on Sunday, and we have a Northern meeting on Monday's Queen's birthday public holiday there's a bit happening this weekend terry there certainly is certainly is um you got a few runners in over the sunday and monday as well so uh really? yeah no looking forward rattle, to rattle, a, uh, rattle them off uh, rosa nacone and leocardo uh all with luke on um on sunday with kira yule on board and then we've got yemen lass um i think he's just booked jade mcnaught on the on the monday so are you venturing to 2j and northern no either or apparently it's a big day out either for the, or for the neither North? clan apparently gets a limo out there or something so um I have to ask him, yeah i don't know to ask you more about it I think, uh, I think it might be a regular um occurrence or it might be a yearly tradition so uh yeah, good luck to the uh, McManus clan on 2J Cup Day. Yeah, it's good. I think it's always a good day, 2J oh, Cup day. day. So would be. Historic. Be, be elite. Old Imagine town. Brad rocking up with the, in the limo. That would, be, <laughs> that would be a sight to behold, wouldn't it? After he uh, gives himself a prize be for the like, cup, yeah. be like Lloyd Christmas getting out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, very good. Um, stay tuned. Yes. Uh, okay, stay tuned throughout this show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget... Get our Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind at the Mundaring Hotel, BJ. Public service announcement. Mm. Week two, Top Gun tipping tournament. When do they need their tips in by, Terry? Uh, 9.30 a.m. WST. Last week, we... Um, last week's We were Friday, generous. We were generous. We were generous. Yep. Friday was a bit free. This is actually a really different week. There isn't even the opportunity to be generous probably this week. Um, I need them in by 9.30. They will be collated, added to the spreadsheet at 9.30. Friday morning, I apologise to those that don't do their form until a bit later, um, but it has to be in by 9.30 Friday morning. So um, find yourself five minutes on Friday morning thursday night and um direct message do the form direct message direct great message. stuff last week as i said before terrific stuff last week um horse name race number stake that's it that's it everyone did really well simples win only simples win only yeah win only guys so yeah uh thanks again to everyone who who uh followed the preferred format and sent them in via direct message much appreciated it's pretty seamless actually so yep. uh so I enjoyed collating them and as i said seeing how everyone sort of went about it and uh structured their investments and the key thing to remember we should also mention every single week for the next two weeks in particular is the cut the cut if you're not in the top 40 if you are not in the top 40 at the end After of week three, three weeks, yep. you are gone. Um, another thing, someone what, just- G-A-W-N gone? You are max. Yeah. You are max gone. Someone yep. else asked me, so what <laughs> if we've got um, the top 38 and then nine people tied in 39th? Yep. You all remain in the comp. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You will remain yeah. in the comp. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're top 40, top yeah. 40's in. Yeah, yeah top 40's in. If it's a dead eight for 40th yeah, with 10 in. people, then you're in. You're so in. Uh, I think 38, 39 people have a collect already, 33. 
something in the 30s, have a collect already. So you're going to have to have, I reckon you're going to need to have 150 bucks in the bank to, yep. uh, to probably snip through. To progress. The, to progress through the next round. Um, tactics are going to be Tactics will wild. be care, yeah, yeah, 100%. If you, it might be a week you go, geez, I really like one at eight, nine bucks. I'm going to have a crack here and yeah. try and blow the game open. Yeah. Or I'll be like, I don't really like too much. I might just try and place a bet to keep myself in the comp for so, that extra but, week. But, but we're also talking about keeping yourself in the competition or even just getting on the board or trying to blow the competition open. What's your suggestion to those at the top of the leaderboard like your Timmy Marlowe's and your Warren Hutley's? What, how do they play the game latest. now? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> your Luke Finney's. And your BJ Ryan's and your... Uh, anyway, um, I... I think it's you'd be weak dependent. You don't have plans going. And do you know how some people say, I saw a little post from uh, New South Wales tab, which obviously they're the enemy. Um, but they said, what's your number one rule in, um, in as a punter? Like, what's your number one rule? And I reckon your number one rule should be don't have rules. Like, I often hear people say, I'll never back odds on or I'll never um, back a two-year-old resuming or every situation is different. So th this way going into it, I'd, if I like something at 10 bucks, I'd be have no issue having me 100 wins on a $10 pop if I thought it should have been three bucks or two bucks, you know? But um, yeah, I just decide week by week, decide what you like and just, just go from there. Um, I, somebody, what I'm expecting at some point, Bernard, uh -huh. somebody will blow, blow the game open. Timmy's on just shy of 600 bucks at the minute. I'm expecting someone to blow the game open with a sort of seven eight nine hundred dollar week and, and you'll be chasing a long way out so i'd be aiming i'd be aiming over the seven weeks if you survive the whole tournament to want to win two thousand to be a chance of winning mm. i reckon two thousand would be the mark you'd want to get to yeah and, and hopefully we'll have the prizes finalized yes. in the next week or so yeah and uh also we're probably going to come up with a weekly prize as well so timmy marlowe just uh stay tuned and we will flick you a direct message and let everyone know what the weekly prizes are moving forward but yes definitely uh, a couple of lids yeah and definitely there's going to be there's going to be a top gun trophy as well this is mm. this is there were no no messing around here at the one one so this is legitimate uh so yeah good luck to all our top gunners as they prepare to launch into week two at belmont this saturday and terry what's happening betfair edgewise um, it will be recorded. Fitzy's over here. Yeah. Uh, last week, we all went to the uh, the Belmont Sporting Globe. Quite a few 1-1 listeners actually joined us as well. Um, we had a cracking day there. They chucked me on like, I, was get, I knew I was getting chucked on the radio. I thought it was for five, 10 minutes. I got chucked on for two hours straight on national radio. I sit next to um, Tim Gossich and, and Miles Fitzner. And within about eight minutes, I've dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not as polished, well, I think it's fair to they say. Also, as, uh, they tell me that you were declaring them uh, in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane. The, well, across, you're going across the I push that. Uh, I push that away because obviously I didn't even know the. I don't do the form anywhere but WA. So um, when I was asked about those type of things, I sort of just nodded and um, yeah, it was quite polite. But no, all I said all day long to anybody was all day session, all day session, all day session. Anyway, so we're all pretty excited to watch all day session um, in the last on the big screen, and it gets moved to Sky Two. And the, we had an awesome room at the Belmont Sporting Globe, yeah. but Sky Two was on a tiny screen, oh, so right. everyone uh, sort of huddled. Yeah, huddled around this tiny screen. I think it was split screen too from memory and um, Sky 2 split screen I think so wow, yeah and the, uh, there were some pretty big scenes and um, I could only imagine the scenes I'm waiting for everyone else I got a message from Travis Murray I know I tipped the deal and his partner and I reckon I tipped Scandola to nearly every single person at that event as well at the 26 bucks um, at Kalgoorlie on Sunday so I have a little trumpet there I didn't I didn't hear anything about uh, Scandola you were there I thought you were coming yeah uh. Huckle was on. Huck, yeah, Huckle was on. He 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 kept uh, Jeez, he kept I things quiet that. as well. Jeez, I enjoyed that. Well done. Good good get. Yeah, we enjoyed that one. So that uh, so yeah, Betfair Edge. Uh, you'll be recording at Optus Stadium tomorrow, Terry. 
and uh, both yeah. teams, both teams, Bulldogs and the uh, and Melbourne will be doing their training session, last training session mm-hmm. at uh, at Optus Stadium tomorrow as well. Yeah, I think there's a function, park. there's a function on the Camfield, mm-hmm. so it's going to be heaving the precinct tomorrow. Certainly will be. I was, um, yeah, I was going to go to one of the functions, but I thought I'll save me run completely for grand final. It's a two thirty kickoff in our box, oh, so I'll be at the game there. Yeah, uh, nearly be- three hours beforehand, so you're gonna have to tell me what happens at the grand final the following day. I reckon. <laughs> so I'm, uh, might be a bit patchy for me. <laughs> Very good. How about we get cracking yeah. on Blackout Bart Stakes Day? The rail is out in the nine-metre position early, early start, 10.34 a.m., obviously due to the grand final being on across yep. the Farmer Freeway. Um, 27 degrees, good four track. Uh, anything else that we need to know, Terry? It's 27 now, isn't it? It's gone up a couple, isn't it? Yep. Oh, geez, cracking conditions for a game of uh, AFL footy. I think there's rain coming the following four or five days. Maybe so. even later that night. Do so. you reckon they knew? Oh, the mate. weather gods? They knew, didn't they? They sure did. Lucky it wasn't on last week because last week and the weather, yeah. weather was no good. Yep. Uh, two teams that I think we really do want to watch in dry conditions. So, uh, very excited. Uh, nine metres has been a pad they have used sparingly, BJ. Um, I think we saw last week at the six metres that the inside rail was um, not the spot to be. We saw a reliable star win there from last, but a lot of that to do was with the headwind as well. Um, there's an easterly in place. There's no headwind this week. Um, look, I'm expecting, I'm expecting um, that those uh, closer to the rail on speed should be suited. But in saying that, I'm, I don't know, for the last belt meeting of the season, I'm, I'm hopeful that we just get a nice fair pad out at the nine metre position. I'm, I'm hoping we don't get one of those crazy rails where if you're not on it, you can't win. Um, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the, the hope. Very That's good. That's the hope, but it should pay. The rail should play good. So the Metro Metro meeting moves to Kalgoorlie next Saturday for Kalgoorlie mm-hmm. Cup Day, and then it's the opening of Ascot on Saturday the 9th of October. So things are really starting to heat up. Let's get moving. Race one, our favourite, favourite race on every Belmont card is the free entry to Belmont Park. Plate, 1,000 metres for the three-year-olds. I wonder how many people they'll get there for a 10.30am start. Mm. Glass of champagne with your... Uh with your little six horse, probably soon to become five horse field at uh, ten thirty a.m. Wow, well, it's going to be. What do, you, what do you usually say? Oh, I stole it from Richie Callender. Snap, yeah. crackle, and punt. Snap, crackle. Oh, this is this yeah. is it. This is this, this is one hundred percent snap, crackle, genuine. and punt. This I love it. It's a good structuring of the day, and um, yeah, no ten thirty four. We uh, have to be nice and sharp early. Cracking little. Um, it is only going to be a small field. The lady is a vamps nominated for Monday with William Pike booked. Bj, so ah, yeah. um, I reckon they'll probably withdraw, and um, I reckon that's a massive scratching as well for this race. Yep. Um, because for a speed map point of view, the lady is a vamps a pretty sharp beginner. So from a speed map point of view, um, Jade McNaught could have pushed uh, her out and held a spot and made things sort of a bit, bit more sticky with the map. Bit of nuisance value. Yeah, yeah. so at, at that price, I think a horse like Ruthless Tycoon would be pretty happy with that scratching yeah. um, because I, I'm i expecting we'll see some real aggression from He's Gold and they'll probably let him get to the top. We saw Spin the Knife happy to take a sit, so Spin the Knife probably sits on the back of He's Gold and it's a bit of an interesting one from there. They took a hold of Ruthless Tycoon in a recent trial, so maybe they might try and teach him to jump, take a sit. Jump well, took a hold. Yeah, yeah. maybe allow Polissier to come over to the breeze. Ruthless Tycoon won one. Um, and then Metallon might just, from the widest gate, they might just be smart popping out the back in a five-horse field, not um, doing anything too major. But, um, yeah, this is a cracking little race. Ruthless Tycoon's never been beaten in a trial or... Or, uh, or race, as a couple of winners have come from that um, most recent trial with Snipalicious. Um, yeah, I think it, it looks 
the one to beat. But you never know how, how strong that form was in that particular race. Uh, the trials that it won at Lark Hill in April, BJ, the form from those trials hasn't really been frank, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, so there are some minor concerns in that sense. But it looks um, a horse, though, doesn't it? Does look a does look a proper horse. Yeah, yep, does look a proper horse. Um, yeah, I, I'm sort of two seventy ruthless tycoon um, and about three forty three fifty spin the knife, and that's the way I was looking. Um, he's gold trial. You have to note with he's gold trials they were against Laver on a massimo yeah. against the big dogs, um, but always wary. Um, how well some of these two-year-olds can come back. So we've seen Spin the Knife do it. And then with Polissier, I reckon there's genuine excuses yeah. last start. Proper forget. Like proper a proper forget. forget. Yeah. Its previous run was super and it was pretty tough as well. And so. the money for it against a horse like this will test you yeah. was, was pretty hard. Yeah, it drifted really. late, it drifted but again. But it was still 290. So it was pretty yeah. firm, yeah. yeah. So look, I, I it's a race with too many um, – variables for me to really get too interested in but definitely think Ruthless Tycoon's a horse to watch and yeah pretty happy just watching this one Paige. yeah I like Ruthless Tycoon I was $3 and three fifty spin the knife I said that Ruth- you surprised Ruth- Brad went up 4 bucks. yeah he yeah. went up a little bit early there was if you look at the flux tab touch uh, there was an $8.50 flux Ruthless Tycoon but uh, I was told that was a an error, but it was available for six seconds. Really? I, I can't even get any of it, unfortunately. Um, if you got it, take a screenshot. So yeah, I was going to say, if anyone did jag any yeah. of that, uh, let us know because that's, uh, that's- Was that's, that a clerical error, was it? Uh, I don't know what's happened. Obviously, yeah. they've they've gone to fluck someone's back something and they've gone to fluck it and yeah. it's just, they've flucked up a little bit. So, yeah. um, flucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good. the 850, I reckon, uh, might have been pretty keen at the 850, I'd suggest. Mm. Um but yeah, look, we're actually at the time recording, surprising, it's 11.32am, we've only got odds on 365 and tab touch, so the $2.50 Ruthless Tycoon, as good as a horse it is, and three bucks spin the knife, it's, um, yeah, it's it's probably a little bit a little bit thin. When the me. other one's lob, it usually shakes things up a bit, doesn't it? So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah well, sports bet's the one they're all yeah. going to sort of look at and follow okay. uh, in green tab, so. Yeah, that, uh, that early price Ruthless Tycoon was very enticing. Uh, mm-hmm. At the moment, I, I reckon I'll get $3 Ruthless Tycoon. Um, or, uh, I, actually, no, with the, I have no idea what this market. Actually, with the be. scratching, that might change things as well, so that that's... Uh, well, where, where will the money come? That's I think he's gold to wobble in betting. Uh, spin the knife, I think will stay firmish. Polissier, people aren't as forgiving. Um, the money's going to come for Ruthless Tycoon. Metallon will get a will get a bit of a wobble in the betting. It'll be double figures on yep. Betfair. So Ruthless Tycoon could jump 240, but Yeah, could do. It's not, impossible. Right. not impossible. I, I really don't know um, in that sense what, what it'll jump at, but... Um, I think it'll be popular. I think this is uh, this is a really good field. I think even Metalon's uh, Metalon, yeah. what do they call it? Metalon. Half to Misty. Half to Misty Metal, it bolted in at Northern. Butchie doesn't have a share in this one. No, he? he missed oh, out on no. this one. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, think Tony Harvey's pretty happy. Butchie doesn't have a share in this one. This that's, one. Why, that's, why, that's why it goes okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, even it was very impressive. Uh, looks a horse, but for mine, I really like this ruthless tycoon as a type. Uh, it's got a bit of quality about it. Spin the knife, obviously coming out of a win against the older horses first up. Um, Mystical View came out and Frank the form. Mystical Views in the Blackheart Bart Stakes later, which we'll discuss soon. Uh, so that form is uh, pretty good. He's goal was was one of our better two rods, one of the listed races of two. So this is a proper field. Mm-hmm. Um, but for mine, I think Ruthless Tycoon from three, coming off a really sharp trial, going to get the nice drag into the race. Um, open air, Brad Parnham. Shake the reins. I think Ruthless Tycoon gets the job done. The lady is a vamp scratching so good. Yep. Ruthless Tycoon. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I missed, unfortunately. I really miss a Brad Price, as you know, but he went up at quarter to eight. 
And uh, yeah, I just wasn't. I didn't have a look. Quarter two until yeah, he went up about fifteen minutes early, so I missed the. Just full keeping arc, everyone so. on, on their toes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, really nice race, small field, but uh, select field. Um, race two, eleven oh nine a.m. The Amelia Park played over the fourteen hundred meters. Uh, another lot of the three-year-olds. Um, probably not quite the same. Um, interest in this race in regards to the potential upside on a few of these but there is some nice ones involved red 53 from the inside gate should be able to push forward and lead you suspect bj uh let's steal the the big plunge horse from the wolf yard uh one of maiden against very little but did so in really really impressive style and a little bit went wrong in the run as well there was some pressure that sort of came around and uh, took a little bit of professionalism to balance up and kick away as well as he did i suspect he comes across and finds the breeze and the key part I thought about this race, Beige, was the two horses, Leaders Back and the 1-1. One, one. Um, they both go okay in Glacier Miss and Black Fantasy, but I think they both go okay, and that's key. So I reckon these two leaders can get a bit of separation um, on a horse like you'd think they're probably the biggest danger from the rear would be Probity. Mm. Um, and I love – I was a bit – Probity's one I really do like, but I was, I was waiting for the 1400, so I think he might have almost won a start too soon um, in my mind. But I do worry whether he can catch a couple of sharp ones with – Black Fantasy and Glacier Miss, who may not put the pressure on the leaders. The, the leaders, I feel, can get a little bit of separation on those two. Um, K-May is a horse I'd expect to improve up to the 1,400, but I don't like Kira being off. I thought she was a good fit for that jockey, uh, for that horse. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, very interesting race. I think, look, I'm, I'm $2.40, red 53, so the 270 is probably a slight bet for me, but um, I, I don't really want to play, and I'm probably not going to get involved sometimes they come to the end of their run i don't like watching them win twice in a row then jumping on at 270 the third time I mean, that's not really my type of guy so um Tell another, another race i'm happy to pikey have, had a, a, have a look pikey had a picnic out in front the other day didn't he he did they <laughs> went eight lengths slower than bench the one thing i will say though is he ran the quickest last two despite leading and that's always a sign of a pretty sharp um sharp conveyance so uh yeah the the grant and alana williams team might have a, a good one that doesn't have the cerise and white on yeah yeah it's gonna the thing that your map is crucial to this, if if Red 53 and William Pike are allowed to dictate in a similar fashion to what they did last start, it's, it's over. Well, they'll go forward with that steal. They have to they? go forward with that yep. steal. Sean McGrady's riding in, uh, he's really positive at the moment. He's riding in terrific form. He needs, to, what, he, needs to, he needs to trust this horse. River Rubicon would have won last week with if color. Gorgeous Gossip didn't um, hand up. That was wild. Gorgeous Gossip puts in a, like, and I'm just sitting there going, like it was beating a mile, a mile and it probably doesn't run a race the way the, the headwind was. But um, watching that hand up, I just instantly gone, what? Like, I just I just did not understand the, the hand up on, on a horse that showed its best two runs um, from sort of freewheeling to some degree out in front. So, But, yeah, I think if it doesn't, uh, River Rubicon would have, come, would have won. And, um, that was my summation as well. Just, so, yeah. And, yeah, this is, a, this is a nice race, but this isn't a – for seventy grand, this is, this is, it'd be a nice race to win for your seventy. Yeah, these are early these early season three old races. Everyone likes to hold back and yeah, especially and the fourteen, the thousand yeah. meters you can get yeah, a couple thousand, of sharpies. Yeah, yeah. But the, that's sort of when last horses. week there was a mile. This week there's a fourteen. Yeah. So, but uh, in saying that, I think horses like Success Play, Black Fantasy, Probity, all, all these are all going to win more than their fair share of races and more yeah. than their share of prize money. Uh, let's deal. Big plunge horses, Terry said on debut, bolted in <clears throat> four lengths. There's a thought was a nice run at Belmont yesterday, so the form's okay. Uh, if Sean, okay. If Sean can can roll forward, sit outside, red 53, test it. Uh, apl- test it. Apply some pressure. Yeah. Even s- take and, it on. And see, see what uh, red 53 is made of. The way that let's deal sort of 
it felt like it was just getting warmed up late in that in that main race and just put just gapped him. If uh, Sean can balance up that steel, let him work through his gears. I think he's going to. I think he might might get over the top of Red Fifty Three. So, okay. Yeah. You got to be. Yeah. I think. You, 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 you got to be careful. Like people just see that. Oh wow, how good! That, that there's a thought that ran second. It's no good. Yeah, but no, I'm not that. And that that yesterday that run it was beaten a long way. Zadar Rock. Zadar Rock uh, might be a nice horse, but I yeah. That's it's. This is so much harder. That's all I'll say. This is so much harder um, for Let's Deal. If you put Red Fifty Three in the same spot, it probably wins by three or four as well. Yeah. So yeah. um, that's 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 my major. I, I thought there'd be a little bit more rain on the Let's Deal price, but again, um, we're still waiting. Amazingly, still waiting on prices um, from the other agencies. But what what price are you looking at there? How did you mark the race? I was I was two eighty, both of them. Oh wow, yeah, yeah two eighty. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, right. What are we talking? Two seven five three forty. Looking at Bradbet at the uh, at the minute. Um, yeah, good race. That should be uh, Quinella from the top. I'd suspect. Yeah, I think those two are going to uh, yeah. head and head. I, I don't know if anything's going to be able to come off, come from behind them and knock it yeah. off. But maybe, maybe, if we get a nice maybe. Of, if we get a nice centre of the track and Probity yep. gets in it at the right time, I think Probity's a horse that will really get better with the 1,400 yeah. as well. But um, it's just about giving – on a track we're expecting to play a little bit on pace, especially at 11 a.m., yep. um, it's about giving uh, a couple of good ones a head start and chasing them down, which can be very difficult. So, um, yeah, cracking race. And it, it is – people will be – very varied on how they line up Red 53 and Let's Deal. Yeah. Here. Yep. A lot of people might be looking to roll their winnings over on mm. Let's Deal. That's right. They had enough of them. They sure did. They were jumping out of trees to back Let's Deal mm. on debut and uh, he didn't let them down, that is for sure. So good good little clash that in uh, race two of the day Certainly over is. the 1,400 metres. Race three, Tab Touch, West Speed, Platinum Handicap over 1,300 metres. These West Speed Platinum Handicaps don't get any easier. <laughs> funny little races, aren't they? They're just, they, uh, they certainly funny are. Funny little races. So I did notice during the week there was I a I thought this was a good card, though. We've been, yep. been a bit stiff on the card yep. at recent times. I yep. thought this was a card where you really you could sit down, analyse, um, have really varying opinions to the next person. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a nice card. We're starting to um, emerge from hibernation. Well, we'll get to a few of those later. There's a couple yep. of nice horses resuming, obviously, but we'll get to those later. But um, yeah, so race three, we got uh, the likely leader, Ginger Flyer, coming off a second up. Oh, I don't victory. think so. You don't think it'll cross? No way. Yeah. Okay, think you so. tell me. Well, Ginger Flyer's not that quick a horse. You got to remember that Ginger Flyer. Yeah, I, I think Ginger Flyer's got to be your lay of the day, just about. Who, but who leads? Uh, Super Love's a horse I think they want to lead with out, out in front. They, they've got to be aggressive with Safety Bay with 51 and a half. Um, then you've got uh, Pepper Assault from Barrier 6, who I think will be ridden aggressively. Look, Ginger Fly might get there, but Chris Parnham isn't the type of jockey who likes to, and we saw it with Will Chino that start, isn't the type of jockey who likes to just ride the ears off it to get to the top. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if early doors he doesn't jump that well. And there is, there's enough horses underneath him that want to be in a forward spot, not necessarily the lead, but want to be in a forward spot. For him to go, oh, I might pull out of this battle now, or mm. I might end up in the breeze, or I might look for cover in a three-wide line, or um, so I don't think it's a, a fait accompli that he goes forward and leads. But I, yeah, there's obviously a chance that occurs. But to me, Ginger Flyer looks, it looks tough for Ginger Flyer. You're up two kilos. You had a hot rail last start where you've just held on against Aldi La, who was off the hot rail. Um, Smashing didn't frank the form from the start before. I'm not tipping well. Ginger Fly, by the way. I'm just saying that I, it's the likely leader. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I'm, 
I just I'm, I came into this really ready to knock ginger flyer. So I came uh, I came warmed up uh, to knock so ginger flyer. We're knocking this, so. ginger flyer. So what? How do you think the race is going to play out? Um, uh, ginger flyer will probably lead. Uh, <laughs> Now, look, Ginger Fly could leave. I don't know why I got so far out there. Um, I just think it's uh, it's an ugly map. I think it'll be Breeze at best. That's what makes Terry. That's what makes the, the Perth Racing Guru the man he is. He'll fight you for a speed map. <laughs> I think it'll. Uh, I had a sell of Archie go by the way. Uh, I was like in the run. I was like, if you get the back of Gorgeous Gosselby, that's all I cared about in that race. Oh, dearie me. Um, yeah, speed maps are integral. Ginger Fly. I will say, like, Ginger Fly, what price do you Ginger Fly before we get into the race? Uh, she was, really uh, ginger fly. I think it was uh, a 380 Ginger Fly. All right, I'm 12 yeah. bucks. Yeah, okay. I just can't see how. It, it's one of the horses that you just, I think a lot of people are just going to have it on top or have it in their top couple, but I, yeah. I think you just, dearie me, I just can't see how. Which is great for you, the way that you bet. Yeah, this because, is, I love it. I love to find horses that shouldn't be as strong in the market. Because then that means that the horses that you've, uh, that you've got, that the, at the uh, pointy end of your market, you should be able to get some. Uh, Found it difficult to do a pointy end though. That, yeah. was, that, that was one of the challenges. You should be able to get some uh, some overs. Yeah, you? exactly right. So we're looking at this. Pepper Assault is a horse that. Um, she found the um, the outside of the beach um, on a day where the rail was, you know, that or one of many days where the rail was yep. sort of the only place to be. So the jury will be out with Pepper Assault whether we forgive because of that. But I, I would have liked to see Pepper Assault still get past the beach even from perhaps an inferior pad. Um, so the, the jury's out there. The fact we're 1,000 to 1,300. The fact that this is a Sessions mare um, on a firm deck as well, mm-hmm. the, the best performances were on the on the softer going. So I worry with Pepper Assault that perhaps she's being priced on on this spruik and potential when this is she's going to need to step up and improve and then step up to the 1300 i actually think the 1300 might suit her though i'm not too perturbed about that but look i'm i'm, I'm around at sort of the six dollars fifty with pepper assault as well so i think what's pepper assault at the moment 390 just just quoting brad bet here so i just i think this is a, a very interesting race i keep going back to safety bay like i just can't stop going back to safety bay now safety bay just 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 look at her last three starts, she's ran second to Billy Ain't Silly. They've cleared out from Skydance in third, and Skydance is a pretty reasonable horse. Uh, she then came out um, and ran second to Fiery Bay. I reckon Fiery Bay, and when Fiery Bay was going at that period, was a sharp conveyance. And then, again, I think there was a good gap to third. Uh, came out, most recent trial, held off Bazoom. Um, who else is behind in that trial? There was Stella Vista, mm-hmm. which we'll also get to in a second. Um uh, there was Schwa de Lace who came out and won at York. Uh, there was Avalon Choice, Bay. Choice de Lace. Choice de Lace. There's Avalon Bay who came out and won a 66 plus. There was King Cruiser who was beating a lip yesterday. And mm-hmm. there was obviously Bazoom in second who has run a couple of seconds to bit of merit and probity. So mm-hmm. it's come out of a really nice um, try. That recent whim. Um, it was only a class one, and now this is up to um, this platinum 58 plus type setup. But yep. Would Stella Vista be favourite in this? Yeah. Yeah. So Stella Vista would probably be your favourite in this. And Safety Bay was one of very few horses that day who sat in the breeze or did any work on the middle part of the track and won the race. And, and sort of Stella Vista almost had it at the 100, but Taj and, and Safety Bay gave a kick and, and, and a seven, went away again. Seven kilo swing. Seven so, kilo yeah. swing. Exactly yeah. right. So it gets 51 and a half again. It's a horse that's used to running with this weight. So it's yep. not like this is an anomaly weight for it. It's going to get eight kilos on Ginger Flyer. I'm pretty confident Stella Fist would beat home Ginger, Ginger Flyer under yep. the conditions and the work that Ginger Flyer is going to have to do here. Um, look, I, I'm nervous 
about the ride with Bowen. Bo hasn't ridden a winner since um, July when I was actually on at Dacio at Northern. So it's been a while between drinks. Has she been getting many rides? She's been getting not, not that many. Yeah. But she hasn't been riding all that badly either. Yeah. Um, she nearly nicked a race with Bella's Idol. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she's ridden a few nice races. She was... Uh, she lost the ride. I think she targed ice and it was a pickup ride for him, actually. Yep. Um, but look, I, I think that Safety Bay, it's not a one-off now. It's now she's strung enough together to go, hang on, this could be – she could be a horse that's way she's, under her uh, mark. She's she building be, trust. Yeah, she's yeah. building trust. That's exactly mm. right. So I'd like to see an aggressive ride. The fact that Super Love, Ginger Flyer, and even maybe Carabineer, who I think they might ride a bit quieter, are all drawn outside of her. If she's aggressive and allows them to come across and sort of tucks in, mm. there might be a spot. If not, she has to sit deep. You can sit deep with 51 and a half. That's the thing. And you, you can possibly win it. So, um, yeah, I keep, I don't, I, there is a lack of trust in the, in the combination to some degree, but I keep coming back to Safety Bay. I, I'm $4.50 Safety Bay. I, um, yeah, I, I think she, I think she runs a race. Yeah, I think she runs a race as well. Mm. I don't like this race at all. I'll be, more than likely skipping it, but from a tipping point of view, I went with Jaguar Grey on top. Two runs for New Stable, Bruce Watkins, uh, very good. Uh, I think was wide throughout first up and still ran third and then got some favours in that um, Zero Metro win last year, mid-weeker, but still won and held off Beret and Lord help me run. That was a sharp yeah, field, didn't it? Was, 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 that was, a, was the, like the <laughs> hot pad and that was position A on a hot pad. But it's, but got, it's not saying it won't be. Again. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's got gate one again. Yeah. I feel it's, it's got gate speed too. Yeah, I feel as though we're held up in the in the box seat the other day. So I think the key here is that two don't cross it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If, if it gets double crossed, double. But um, yep. yeah, leaders back on on what we're thinking is a nine meter. Yep. Good pad. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if there's pressure on early coming horses with speed coming across from wide gates, that that can uh, that can hopefully in, inject some tempo into the race and get the field a little bit of separation as well. If if the field has got a bit of separation, then that opens things up for Jason Whiting and Jaguar Gray to get some galloping room from mm -hmm. one. So if you're going to head tip in this race, I'm going to go with number three, Jaguar Gray. Yep. Who uh, I priced up at about five fifty at the moment, six dollars. So yeah, cool. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, very open race. Wouldn't surprise me um, if they can make ground. There should be a potentially a three-wide line with the, the suit beat all drawn. Um, a bit sticky. Wouldn't surprise me. A horse like Fuel the Fryer up to the 1300 with Kira Yule. I like Kira going on a, a sit and sprinter like this. Um, runs a race. Nick at time is huge, but I don't oh, think I it's actually, a, I actually walked into this thinking that you were going to find Carabineer. I thought Carabineer was so big at your. Oh, it was enormous. And it goes better for Ryan Yeah. If, if Carabineer drew a gate, you'd probably consider it. But from 10, it, a lot it's needs hard, to go it? right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely a winning especially chance. Especially the way the, the Better and Bell's a winning chance as tracks, well. But, yeah. I mean, it's 1,300 metres, never won past 11, and it's a horse that struggles to win as it is. So, um, yeah. If Better and Bell's the current market, 650, Pepper Salt, 390, Ginger Flyer, 310. There's just a bit of question marks on it all. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping when everything goes up, we see some $8 or so safety bay and. Um, yeah, I think that's enough for me. But as BJ said, very open race and um, pattern on the first couple might be key. If you see a really hot inside pad, Jaguar Grey, yeah, would be suited again, I guess. Okay. Race four, the Crown Perth Handicap. Gee, I tell you what, Crown Perth is going to be absolutely rocking. <laughs> well. It's going to be, going to be wild. We've got, we got entry to an after party as oh. well. It's at the High Line. I've never even heard of it. Never it's a rooftop it. bar at the Crown, apparently. Oh, I think I know where it is. It's, so, yeah, it's above the theatre. On yeah, the theatre side, yeah. putting on a little, uh, little after show, so... Pray for me on Saturday. I'll tell you what. I pray for all the people that are going to start drinking early. And mm -hmm. by the time the footy rolls around, yeah. they're going to be in some strife. The next day, who won? Hey, they, who won? They're going Especially to be, with a 10.30 start at Belmont. People yeah. might be across there. Free entry as well. Yeah. Really? Don't forget. All day or like just late? <laughs> <laughs> Free, how do 
they do it? Anyway, Crown Perth, uh, handicap, race four of the day, Blackheart, but stakes day. This is a graduation handicap over the mile, 16.50 metres when the rail is out, nine metres. And, uh, yeah, this is another sort of wishy-washy type affair that you could roll in a few different directions. There's a few horses that are sort of you trust. There's a few horses that you don't but are capable and then you've got the class in uh, the top weight with 61.5 the wa oaks wa derby place getter temptation you should just be about ready to hit her straps third up this prep terry any strong opinion race four of the day uh i've got a pretty strong opinion that temptation doesn't look anywhere near it at the minute mm-hmm. um how good was that ride from battle willow the other day like he ran fifth of nine been two and a half like he got off peeled it was just a, and sean mcgrady's ride on avalon bay mm-hmm. just you said it before like I don't think anyone's riding, what am I trying to say, better races than Sean McGrady. Uh, he's just riding like good races, but um, yeah, I think with Temptation, I think we just have to wait for, wait. The, for the journey, you know. Um, look, from a speed map point of view, I, I thought this was um, one of the more straightforwardish races of the day. Um, Peppy Jack will roll forward. I don't think there'll be a real intent to lead hard with Peppy Jack. I think they'll just want to let Lucy cruise across, um, which means there's there's probably an opportunity. I don't think they'll take it up. An opportunity with a horse like Call Again to, to, go, lead. And, to go and lead potentially. Yeah. But I think Peppy Jack might cross, find the fence and Call Again might have to amble up into the breeze. Um, Alden's another horse with reasonable gate speed. And if they go slow enough, it might just have to amble up into the breeze and, and sort of be left there. Um, but Giant Leap, jump if you watch its jump it's been jumping better than all these yeah. it's just being restrained to impossible positions so like you talk about hard horses to trust so i i've i don't have any scars because the last three starts with giant leap 342 i've sort of taken it on those yeah. three this this is giant leaps race yeah, like, this is. is just down to yeah. i think people have just are going to have scars from some of that i've got giant leap getting the back of call again in the one one just about um the run last start down the center of the track was just so big and i, I was big glamour pack that day and there was only 0.3 of a length between the pair of them and giant leaps run was Probably a three lengths better run, really, wasn't At it? At least, yeah. and, and yeah. it maps to, and it maps <laughs> what about, better on that as well. What about so. Troy Turner took off on Ukbartet, Uk oh, yeah. and then as soon as he got around Giant Leap, it was gone. Yeah, like it, it went for two hundred meters, and it was gone. And then Lacta had to come restrain, come around yep. and wider. It was just, it was a horror show. Now look, Giant Leap's no superstar, but um, is he a hard horse to ride, or is he just perennially unlucky this like? He's just perennially. Yeah. You go back, yeah, he won well first up. Yep. Uh, second up, he was stiff, stiff behind Notorious yep. One, beating a length. He was beating my Bad Wolf, I think he's a better horse. Yeah, you had every um, chance that day. Yeah, yep. he had every chance, beating yep. my Bad Wolf, but in third was Nobel Lawrence, who'd be pretty pretty uh, favourable here. Yep. It was just a better race in a 72 plus. Yep. And, um, and last start, he came from an impossible position when um, the... the, the yep. Winner and second horse were leaders back and back of that, yeah. which was the the winning line. So, Lactar, um, yeah, should be right, but he could probably even grab leaders back here just about. It's he, he should get every conceivable. I've got no real issues. I know people will say uh, three wins from seven on a soft, zero from eight and a good. But if you go back through the form, the form on a good track isn't bad. It's just um, that stats a little bit of an anomaly, I suspect. So, call again's going super, but. Goes up two kilos and beating Indominus at Northern when those nothing else turned up that day. Roman Fleur didn't turn up. Uh, and the start before, I was actually on a Belmont start before, was a 10 out of 10 from Lisa Staples um, beating a home run to fair run. So going up two kilos and going up a mile in grade and carrying more weight than a horse like Giant Leap, it's going to need to be good. It, it can win. I actually think it can win. But um, it's going to need to be really good and probably step up to another level once again. But um yeah, giant leap for me. I've actually marked um, beat the bell uh, second favourite here, which might surprise. I've got it three back the fence. Um, 
I think beat the belt at this stage of its career. It's a miler. I think it's going really, really yeah. well. I love it. I cuddled up run and sprinting late. I think if Kira gets into the race at the right time, I think it's one that probably goes around high teens and, and runs you a cheeky you race. But in, yeah. I can't see it with with normal luck and everything being normal, getting past Giant Leap. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for something a bit more value, I think beat the bell. Um, yeah, as I said, I've, I've marked it. Um, sorry, I marked it third elect. I'm $2.30 Giant Leap. 660 call again um, and $8 beat the bell. Okay. I was $3 giant late mm-hmm. and uh, I'm with you. I think this this is his race on Saturday. Uh, draws a gate. Uh, Lactar won't make the same mistake again getting caught in a pocket uh, like he did he's last time. Because uh, underneath him that day, he had, like, he had a few horse like General Grant, Alma Halo, and he jumped better than him. Yeah. But then he was like, oh, I push forward, I might end up in the breeze. Yeah. So he had to restrain. And, and he, if he if he had a good barrier, he probably lands in third, but instead he, he's, he's last on the turn. I agree. So This, this yeah. is his race on Sunday, uh, Giant Leap. Uh, would love to see Atlantis Beach in a maiden. I was thinking about that. Yeah, but- I don't mind what he's doing here. So I've actually thought about this. So he owns it himself, right? So he probably just thinks, well, I don't care about winning a maiden. And Cliffy's like, well, if it wins a maiden, I get three points. If it wins this, I get four. And this race is worth, prize money-wise, is worth double or whatever. It's going to get there eventually. So it's going to race it in this grade for now. Yeah, nice horse. I don't mind it. Um, It's it's not winning from 10. No, no, but it's just just love for it to be placed in a- uh, accordingly, but yeah, uh, but Cliffy Green, he just he doesn't mind sending him around on a sad day. So, uh, but yeah, Atlanta Speech is a horse that's going to win its share of races. But yeah, pretty keen. Giant leap race four of the day. Yep. All right, Terry, let's take a break. We'll come back with the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind from the big deck at the Mundaring Hotel, heart of the hills since 1899. Okay. A, what a fitting time to be uh, launching the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition as we sit on the deck, on Butchie's big deck big, at the Mundaring Hotel. Big deck energy up oh, here. It's, it's going I'm off. I'm feeling it too. Uh, Terry, how good is it? We're up here at the Mundaring, heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Punters, listeners, if you get a chance, drop in, see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor, say good day. make sure you let him know that you listen to the 1-1 WA Racing Podcast and he'll roll out the red carpet for you. That is for sure and certain. Last week, Terry... Jay Rooney just went bang, didn't he? He did. He, so he, he took, did he took care of bookie Scotty McCormack, three zip. Scotty's been limping all week. <laughs> <laughs> this week, this is going to be interesting. This week we have Young Gun, Toby Dunn, stepping up to the plate. And uh, there has been a little bit of money trickling in for Young Toby in the early markets. Oh, Pete Anthony has just had a fortune on yeah. early. Yeah, he's, he's declared him the sharpest mind in WA racing. No pressure. Well, let's chat to him. Welcome to the 1-1, Toby. Hey boys, um, good to be here. Uh, just not so good to have that sort of pressure on. I don't want to. I don't want to lose any money. Well, it's it's too late. The money's being held. Uh, your price is firmed. I thought Toby Dunno is then three dollars twenty into a dollar eighty. You're into outright favoritism, despite Rooney's absolute shellacking. <laughs> Scotty McCormick a week ago, he's, he's lost favoritism. The money, I can't do anything about the money. The money, the money that's came. But I think it's an overbet, and I think Jay's now some value. Is it a bit like they? Yeah, it is a bit like they. Pete's they. Hashtag they. Yeah, hashtag. Who knew? Pete A was they. Yeah. All Pete, along. Pete A is they. So, Toby, just just for our listeners out there, mate, um, tell us 
what's your what's your involvement in the in the in the racing game? I, we we see you on track alongside Nat Francis doing the the mounting yard scouting reports. Um, what what else do you get up to, Toby? Uh well, well, just just the the racing really at the minute. Um, I'm out of been out of high school for a couple of years, and I've. I just love, fell in love with racing and trying to do my best to make something out of that. So you're a, you're a full-time racing man? Uh, yeah, yeah. You could say that. So how old are you, Toby? Uh, I'm 20. 20. You've spent good. the last couple of years training for your, uh, your crack at the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been practicing for this for, for a long time, yeah. Well, as Eminem once said, it's uh, you got one shot, <laughs> one opportunity. <laughs> he sees everything you ever wanted. Oh, I'm going to stop now. Toby, yeah, so... Uh, Where's Jay? Are we going to get Jay on the, on the blower? Jay Rooney? Yeah. Our dual just... ma- carryover champion, mm, Jay please. Rooney. Jay, welcome back, mate. Thanks, guys. I think I'm a bit of a sitting duck here, just uh, waiting to get <laughs> run down by someone. So um, the, the plunge is on, the money's on. We'll see if I can uh, Jeez. Um, defy, defy the odds now. Loves to play the underdog, doesn't he, Jay? Loves yeah. to play the underdog. It's he's smart, got a bit of the Luke beverage, yeah. beverage tactics. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. He loves to backs yeah. against the wall. Yeah, he loves to just just think he's an honest battler. But I think he's uh, yeah. You might have a length or two in most uh, most runners he comes up against. Yeah. So Jay's uh, shooting for the three peat today, Terry, and he's trying to edge his way ever so closer to a seat at the uh, mm-hmm. the big event, mm-hmm. the Perth Racing Guru end of year end of year bang, party. Bang, bang. All right. Toby Dunn, Jay Rooney, your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Here we go. Challenger, are you ready? Uh, Yeah, mate. Mastermind, are you ready? Yep, let's go. Three, two, one. All right, the usual who am I question to kick off proceedings. I rode 629 winners, the last of those being on the 9th of March 2019. Group 1 success eluded me, though I did win two Group 2s, seven Group 3s and 21 other black type races. Uh, I rode the most winners for Mr Peter Fernie with 65, while I rode uh, the second most for Grant Williams with 52 it took Blackheart Bart. Jay. 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 Gwen Smith. Oh, oh that's good. That's good. It's good. I just, uh, we just read that out to, uh, we got Butch here with us and he, he didn't really miss many of the questions. That, that was one that got past him. So uh, I'm very impressed. Um, yeah, it took Blackheart Bart nine races to break his maiden. My first ride on him was that maiden victory. I uh, went on to win um, seven further black type races and I ride with the whip predominantly. In my left hand. Glenn Smith is the answer. So Jay is one, Toby is zero, and Glenn Smith's a little bit of a uh, whatever happened to. He is. We, we should hunt him down, yeah. see what he's up to. Very much so. Jay one, Toby zero. Over to you, Terry. Okay. As I said, I, I was in charge of the questions this week, so I apologise in advance. Black Heart Bart won six group ones in an illustrious career. How many of those were in Western Australia? Toby. Toby. Uh, zero. Very Ooh, good, very good. Toby Dunn, one one, and second day uh, into the railway shots, didn't you? Yeah, I was yeah. on. You were on him. Yep. <laughs> BJ remembers that. Three one. wide, no cover the entire. All right, ahead. 
He got beaten in the head, exactly mm. right. And uh, it was headed, uh, great shot was behind after about with 200 to go. Great Good shot. One for the battlers. Yeah. Uh, okay, question two. Which horse ran second in the 2017, 2018 and 2019 Hannon's Handicap? Three, two, one. Bah. Jerry? Lads, you there? Got me, son. Yeah, it's me too. It was Roger the Roman. Mm. Oh, ah, there you go. How's that? Yeah, three seconds, three consecutive yeah, years. I knew, I knew he ran second once or twice, but uh, three on the bounce, that's uh, that's stiff. He was uh, one of the people's horses. Got Not many horses have their own Twitter accounts, exactly, though, Jay, but exactly. uh, he does. Okay, question number three. Uh, one, one. One, one. Yeah. Fitting, 1-1. One, one. Valor Road is on the third line of betting for this week's Black Heart Bark Stakes. Black Heart Bark Stakes. Who was the jockey who rode him to Magic Millions and Karakata Plate success? Jamie. Oh, Jay, just in a photo. Yeah. Aaron Mitchell. Yeah, oh, very good. Two, there wasn't much in no. that. You're right, Jay. Yeah, Jay, I heard the jet. Big horse from a few weeks ago. I reckon he got robbed with a photo, but uh, yeah, I reckon you, you found the. Uh... I, I, I heard my own voice first. That's another controversy. It's another controversy. It's another controversy. Okay. Back yourself, Toby. Two. One. J. J2, Toby, one. Vital Silver has twice been placed at Group One level. Who was the only other runner in this weekend's Black Heart Bark? Blackheart Bart Stakes to have a Group One placing on their CV. Toby. Toby. Uni Oh, good get. Good two, get. Two. Yeah, that is a good get. I, I thought the- you were going to ask who was the only other runner that ran in last year's Blackheart Bart, which was also Uni Time. Oh, you were covered either way. He's you done his own work. He's done his own work. Okay, well, how, how, I must say, how good are Terry's questions today? He's yeah, he's, he's risen. You, you're, set, sharp, he's, you're setting. A, I knew we had a big dog on. You're so setting thought, a well, we're gonna, you're setting the high bar for yourself, Guru. We're going to lift it. Oh, this one's from. Uh, okay, this one's, so set the scene. Two, two all, two all. This is for, it's, it's a this winner is, takes all type setup. This is for the lot. And and at is, least I haven't been clean sweat. No, oh, that's a poor attitude. Come on. <laughs> uh, well, this is one from a, a little while ago, so I'm not sure how it'll help the youth of today. But um, oh no, this is me. No, this is me. I'm going to start a question with the words Danny Miller. So I'm going to give you a heads up, okay? <laughs> Danny Miller wound the clock back to win the 2009 Hannon's handicap aboard which David Harrison trained Jay. Galloper? Jay. Jay. McLurch. It was. It was McLurch. I I did them in order. You can't do that to me. I had them written out. We had them in order. Yeah. Yeah. Was I even born then? Uh, (laughs) No, you wouldn't have been, actually. No, you were negative two. Jay survives by the skin of (laughs) his teeth. An almighty scare. The plunge goes astray. Jay Rooney, congratulations. You are once again the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Thanks, guys. Well played, Toby. Put up a good fight, mate. Oh, put up a good, good fight. He's got a bit of, bit of experience on me. Toby, that was impressive. That was impressive from young Toby, wasn't it? It certainly was. It certainly was. I thought uni time was quite a uh, quite a difficult one. And uh, how's that with Roger the Roman, though? Second three years in a row in Hannans. Yeah. That's, um, that's amazing. I wouldn't have got that. I, 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 I blanked, wouldn't have got that. I yeah. blanked I, on that. I should, I should know that because... I once tried to get my dad to buy a share in it when I went to Broome. Begged him for weeks and weeks. That would have been that no. would have been before all three, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. 
Well, if it was carrying, if it was carrying yeah. your weight, you probably wouldn't have uh, ran a hole so, at all. So, Toby, yeah, Toby, not. Toby Dunn, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, almost, almost pulled off the big plunge of 2021. But Jay Rooney, you remain the mastermind, and you you move ever so closer to that five wins, which will see you. Book yourself a seat at the Perth Racing Guru end of season party. But more importantly, another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. Jay Rooney, congratulations. A three-time Mastermind winner. Will you be back again to defend your title next Thursday? Yeah, definitely, boys. I'll be back on deck and, uh, and looking forward to getting up to the Mundaring pretty soon. Excellent. And Toby, mate, would love to get you on the 1-1 again. Uh, you're a young star in the making and uh, good luck uh, on the punt over the weekend. I'll do my best. I've got to get some more collects in the tipping comp. I'm, I'm just outside of the top 10. I'm planning on getting in there. All right. Can you give us a bit of an insight? Have you got any early thoughts? Uh, quite like multiverse. Quite like multiverse. Okay. I like that. That'll get you a bit of value. That might even pop you up top if you whack the 100 on it. You know, I, I don't know if I'll go the full 100. I, I might share it around with Matamut. Okay. Very right, good. Mate. Well, best of, best of luck, Toby. You were, uh, you were a little bit stiff to run into, uh, to run into Danny, Danny Miller. Danny question. Miller question. Ran into, <laughs> ran into a good one. Yeah, you ran into a good one. Oh, yeah, I, was but... hoping, I was hoping for a Kirov Boy question. I like Kirov Boy. Oh, yeah. Next time. We're, we're going to have to get you back on again. I think <laughs> yeah. you might be. Uh, you might almost be the stopper. Like yeah. The, uh, Rep a charge. Yeah. Rep a charge. Personalise the question for me, please. Yeah, next time I will. Next time I will. Very good, Toby. Jay. Thanks again. We'll chat to you next week. Congratulations, fellas. Well done. Thank you. Three straight for the man from the West. There's not much in it, is there? Because that's uh, – what was the question where there was an inch in it? Um, that was the – yeah, the where, there, that was uh, the question uh, before. Uh, 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 Aaron Mitchell, yeah, yeah, the Aaron Mitchell one. So, yeah, fine margins, isn't it? Fine it's, margins. It's a game then, of inches, the mastermind. I, I have them it? written out because I think it's unfair if I change the questions to potentially suit somebody. So I have them written out in order, and that was the order we were going in. And um, Toby missed his opportunity with the Roger the Roman. That could have really established himself. Yeah, especially with if a, he was going to buy it as yeah. well. Actually, that, I didn't think about that. That was, that was the that was the one that got away from him, and he could yeah. that could have sealed the deal. But got to two two, and Jay with that bit of experience was yeah. the that's yeah, a good that's, that's still a good get, McLurch. At, at the 600, everyone started to go. Jay just sat there and said, you know what? I'm going to wait till the turn. He waited till the turn, peeled off, and he um, only won by a lip, but that's all he had to win by. Still says a W in the book. Sure does. So that's three straight for Jay Rooney. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, Mastermind 2.0 continues to roll along, and we're going to have to find someone to try and knock him down a peg or two. I have someone in mind. Okay, that's Hannon's Handicap. Oh, yeah. Next Thursday. So uh, we'll better Could get me. Hey? Could get me on. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't <laughs> get me on. My uh, brain will not work on Thursday morning. All right. And it was an impressive debut, one month debut from Toby Dunn. We might be getting yeah. back on for, for a chin wag. So. All right. Race five, the C Corp handicap over 1,200 metres. And uh, yeah, we see the return of outstanding mare, kiss on all four cheeks. Has to be regarded as one of our best three-year-olds last season. She won the Lestia Classic. She won the WA Breeders Classic at Bunbury. Probably a good thing beating the Challenge Stakes as well. You know, race won by Salaya, who's a very, very good horse in her own right. Kissing all four cheeks is the real deal. She's heading for big races. Yeah, heading for big races over the Ascot Racing Carnival, and she makes her return from a uh, from a break uh, this Saturday in the C Corp handicap. For mine, she just looks like a class above these. Is uh, is there any any way, shape, or form that you can see one of these other 
horse is taking up to her. Yeah, she she probably only gets beaten if um, if she's not hundred percent or if um, if luck evades her yeah. in the run. Bj, I I like to look um, at a stable in this sense. First of all, a stable that you have some type of trust in, which I do with the Danny Morton Yard, and secondly, um, you look at the horse and whether they've sort of had a similar assignment thrown at them in the past. Um, so she was spelled uh, in May of 2020, came back in October. So just uh, about a five-month break. First up, carried 58 and a half. So she's got a half a kilo more here, and uh, she was a dominant winner um, over First Law and Secret Plan was in the race that day, and a pretty sharp little three-year-old. Just went whack. Bunch, yeah. First Law, by the way, might be under a new ownership group shortly. Is that right? <laughs> I might, Stay tuned. I might, I might, we might have had another one to the stable. Um Fair justice, first law. Yeah, and you had they're all coming from very similar form lines, aren't they? <laughs> um, so she was uh, she was throwing that assignment, she won it well. And then a similar again, not probably a little bit different, I guess, after the champion Phillies in um, November. Uh, sorry, after the Lestia, sorry, in early December, she came back at the end of January, so about a six, seven week break over the eleven hundred meters. She had a pretty tough time in transit, um, with Brad Parnham from an awkward gate. She won really comfortably as well, with again fifty eight and a half kilos. So um she is one first up off reasonable let up. Just a little bit longer. Um this is sort of six and a half months type thing. Um I'm sure this isn't the aim for her. She'll be definitely um yeah, she'll have bigger goals, more lofty goals in mind. But, um, yeah, she's all class. She's 6 from 11, and the five she's lost you can make excuses for for, for various reasons. If she was Cerise and Wyatt, yep. people would be talking her up as a big player yeah, for the, for the uh, 100%. Asian Bow, Peters, Railway Stakes type pathway. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 100%. Is that, yep. Are they going down a um, believe, Railway Stakes? I believe so, yeah. yeah. So yep. that's – I mean, there's always the risk. And I did it with Graceful Girl first up, and I look – but you always look back at you. Seasons as they're coming to an yeah. end, and I remember hopping into Graceful Girl very heavily at Belmont, and and maybe I should have waited a start, um, but sometimes you don't get that same opportunity. And what the the advantage we're getting with this field is there's um, some really strong money horses from last start going around, um, and horses that looks that look well placed in this type of grade, which is the reason. Kissing all four cheaps might be three dollars instead of two dollars twenty, mm. and it might be be a betting opportunity. So, so I'm those talking money about horses, yeah. Crystal Spirit last start was obviously twelves to. Um, or even longer, perhaps, into about five bucks. Loomed up to beat Iceria. That was a really suitable speed map, I thought, that day, despite the fact it was last. Thought everything made sense. Um, firmer track, which may not be as big an issue looking at the run behind Captain Chaos two starts ago, but I don't know if Crystal Spirit will get... I don't know if this race suits as much as last week's did. You couldn't see Crystal Spirit coming from behind Kiss on all four Exactly, that's bang on. Exactly sure. right. And then you've got All Day Session, who was um, sort of 5.50 into $3.70 uh, last week. Um, look, first of all, All Day Session's 1,000 to 1,200. Uh, all Day Session um, is soft six to good four. It's just, it, there's some real negatives there for, for All Day Session. And gate nine as well. So there's some real negatives there for All Day Session. Yeah. So for me, all, I've got All Day Session. After last week, I was obviously pretty keen. Um, I've got All Day Session healthy double figures, healthy double figures in this race, even with Pike going on. Um, and then you've obviously got Pooley, who's a pretty strong money horse. And this looks a great map for yeah. a horse like Pooley. It should go to the top. Lucy Warwick's on, which is interesting. Um, Sean O'Donnell has opted to stick with Crystal Spirit, and that's, that's understandable. And they've gone with Lucy Warwick, who's riding a lot for Darren Taylor, mm-hmm. Doing a good job, Darren Taylor. Very good job. Yeah, like Darren Taylor. Um, yep. But I just don't know how much forgiveness I have. Um, I know last start there was excuses to some degree, but um, yeah, it was a little bit plain from the breeze. And, and is another that's traditionally better on a firmer track, uh, on a dry, on a wetter 
surface. So, um, look, I think Paul Lee with a hot rail can definitely run him into the ground. Um, but I just don't know if I have the forgiveness to hold off a horse like Kissing All Four Cheeks. Riverdance has come out this morning, BJ. Uh, I was worried it might be a roadblock horse if it could jump in front of it. It's a, it's a, it's a negative map horse for a kiss on all four cheeks yep. as well so it coming out is uh, no deductions yeah. and um and it's a great it just increases it's like lady is a vamp for very nice. tycoon. <laughs> yeah it's very nice exactly right so it's just got to navigate underneath it now position of power um who will probably want a similar spot in running it might even have to take its back yeah. it'd be nice if it was in front of it but i mean don's legacy should be on the back of pulley and state attorney should be three back the fence so a lot of those underneath him are going to be hard on the fence mm. her sorry so yeah, it looks a really suitable site for Kiss on All Four Cheeks, and I'm, yeah, I'm two dollars. This is before the scratching of Riverdance. I was two dollars twenty five. Oh, um, that's exactly my price. So, well. but but with the scratching of Riverdance, I'd probably be shorter. Yeah, this, is, this, some, this, this feels, feels like a Gary, doesn't it? It does. It does. I'm always wary of a horse first, first up, no up, trial. Yeah. Always wary of a horse first up, no trial. I'm never gonna go guts in but yeah this is just I think the reason we're getting three bucks is because there's a few horses that are, are going really well, nice even, even the top weight multiverse was massive in the Nicopolis last Saturday three wide no cover the entire was gone Butchie was on <laughs> Butchie Ian O'Connor was on it was my Maddie actually yeah. it was uh, it was gone headed and then it fought back to be beaten less than a head mm. on the line in a blanket finish Victoria Corver going on probably lands outside leader yeah it's probably the spot you want to you probably want to see so it if, you, if you're on Board, but it, it, it's a real must. You have to work. Yeah. You probably have to work to get there. I'm just the, the query for me is whether it's a um, an apprentice horse. It looks like a horse that you, I, I almost prefer it carrying sixty and a half and having a big strong jockey on. It's a yeah. horse you need to remind the whole race to, to keep its mind on the job. But um, look, if Vic and the horse get along well, the fifty six and a half that's a really that's a really nice way. He, he's a he's got a. He's pretty consistent. The the figures yeah. that he hits multiverse. So he's a he's a tough bugger. So Kissing on Four Cheeks will want to be pretty much you know not far off spot on. But for mine, I think there's a bit of a class gap here. I think Kissing on Four Cheeks from the draw, um, good jock on board, flies fresh as Terry has has mentioned in his spiel as well. I think she could uh, she should make a mess of these. That's the big word, class, yep. class, class. Uh, class gap. Well, we were talking about some and, horses and that are contesting the $100,000 races recently. you got one that's probably going to contest the million-dollar races. And, and also, with Pooley being in the race and Lucy going on board, I, I suspect what brought Pooley undone the other day was they went sort of- They still went quickish. Early, they? and yeah. then, they, then there was a then big anchor got. drop between the 800 and the 400. That doesn't suit him. He, get, he, likes, to, he likes to roll with momentum. I imagine Lucy's going to have instructions to let him build into the race rather than the stop-start nature of last start. Mm. Keep him happy, keep him rolling. That'll create tempo, which will mean that Kiss on a Four Cheeks can can just hum along. For me, if he gets beaten, fifth. it's it's Paul Lee because yep. of the pattern of the race yep. and, and a hot rail. That that's how Kiss on All Four Cheeks gets beaten here. Is yep. Paul Lee is stealing it? Yeah, so that's why I'm probably even more keen on uh, Kiss, Kiss on, on All Four Cheeks. Yeah, as you said, that, I mean you're talking Kiss current on. markets. Kiss on, get on. Four bucks sixty, four dollars eighty. Crystal Spirit all day session. They're going to have to overtake him. Come on. Feels like an even money pop, really. Does feel like an even money pop, but yeah. um, I can see where other money does yeah. potentially come. It's it's a funny one in that sense. While in the giant leap race we've just discussed, they're both similar prices, both around that three dollar mark. Um, I can't see where the money comes. You know what I mean? So yeah, but pretty keen on that pair. They're they're actually they're my probably two main bets for the day. I'd suggest giant leap and kiss on all four cheeks. Race six. It's nice to be on a good horse when you think you got a yeah. nice price, isn't it? You don't often get those. Horse. You know? Horse. It's nice to be on a good horse. Good yeah. horse. Playing golf with the big horse next Wednesday. Hey, really? Yeah, I'm playing golf with three blokes who all play off about seven or eight, and I play off about seven hundred or eight hundred. So um yeah, on the on the clay in Calgary. 
before we go to the Kiel car. Is is the big horse still a bit um still a bit dirty about the dirty, dirty, the yeah. mastermind? I'm paying for his round, I think. Yeah, he's a moral beaten. No, he's a he's a dirty big horse, but he lives at this time of the year. I tell you what, the goldfields, his yeah. time to shine. That's, uh, shout out to Joshy Fuchs, um, and uh, hopefully you can teach Terry a thing or two on the uh, on the golf course. I hope so too. Next week. Race six is the Morley Growers Market Handicap, over 1,200 metres, special conditions, graduation. It's a 59 plus, this one. And um, I must say that I have been a bit slow on the uptake with the Come Magic situation. I don't know about you, where, where you were at with this horse, Terry, but the they knew last start, found the front, was 220 into $1.80 and, uh, and won over the 1,000 metres, found the rail in front. Did, they, Pike, know, did they know how bad the race was potentially? I, That's all, I, I think, think. I think so. And the hardest to beat, was, the hardest to beat was going to be last. A yeah. hot rail and the horse that's run second beaten under a length has come from last down yeah. the centre of the track and it's it's a good horse but not a great horse. Yeah. So, handy, handy, yeah. yeah. So, but the thing that was interesting was how positive William Pike was about come magic post-race. What did he say? Just that, just re- that really, really nice mare, beautiful big stride, uh, got a, uh, yeah, got a bright future. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, so maybe I've, I've been a bit harsh on the way that I've marked come magic. He didn't magic. say the same things about the slug when he jumped off, by the way. He didn't? No. Well, it wasn't as close. Uh, no future. Uh, small stride. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Car on the slug, never lose. Said never again. No, the slug's gone. <laughs> slug's gone. Yeah, we're leasing it out. I think Huckle told me so. Okay. Yeah, slug's gone. Thank God. All right. So come magic, found the front, kicked, lengthened, and held off the fast finishing Divine Beast at a dollar eighty over a thousand last start. Looks like William Pike's going to find the front again. Looks a suitable map. Yeah, rising yeah, the to the rising to at, the twelve hundred third up. The thing I look at is you're up two and a half kilos. Yep, you're going to get more pressure with Fair Joy in the race, and it's a harder race. So yeah, this this for me is it's um, I I'm, I think the market wise they're not as bad. I thought they were going to be a bit shorter with Comes Magic, and I yeah. thought this is another one I could get my um. This one I, I think is a massive chance of winning, and I think deserves favoritism. Yeah, but I'm I think it's closer to your, I don't know four or five dollar pop. Just this is this, as I said, this is considerably harder than what it's coming out of, and it's up to twelve hundred. And I was three eighty. Just repeating exactly what I said. Three eighty Comes Magic. Yeah, it was, it was mainly for just the fact that Fair it's, Joy will be. There won't be any stopping once it gets reckon? halfway there this time. Fair Joy will be uh, having a crack. It'll it'll just go the breeze. But yeah. Ryan Hill with Fair Joy likes to put the pressure on a fair way from home because it's a tough horse. Fair Joy, as I said, is one that always goes around over the odds. Don't think it can win, but yep. it can help the rest of them win. Um, interestingly, Smashing's fourteen hundred back to twelve hundred. He hasn't been jumping well, BJ. So I'm interested, and it's so important for the map here. If Cocky Joy can, who's been jumping really well, can jump. Get across smashing. You probably get the back of Come Magic with, and you, you'd hope Come Magic can shake off Fair Joy, which means you're popping out off the back of Come Magic with a horse like Cocky Joy. That's that could be a really nice spot to be. Couldn't I it? really like this placement from Jimmy Greaves. Sometimes uh, Jimmy and us I've don't always it. don't always agree with uh, with the few programming gr- few grievances. How a few grievances precisely. However, this looks this looks a much better option for Cocky Joy coming back in grade, low draw. Brad Willow going back on board. I think Cocky Joy is going to be the big improver on Saturday. 
Yeah. Well, I don't, is it an, is it improvement? Improver? Yeah. That's, is that, it even an improvement? That's, so, a, that's a good point. I mean, first up, Cocky Joy. This is a career high weight, which I found interesting, but um, I think that's somewhat offset at times by having a heavyweight jockey on because there's not much. Uh, that's obviously everyone feels differently about that. But um, yeah, Cocky Joy first up was huge behind IC Red. IC Red an all day session from last over a thousand from the widest gate. <laughs> yeah, Jade had to snag it from the widest gate, and then second up um, was Honest, beating four point one lengths at weight for age to too close to sun. It's who won? Two glass of sun win that race, Bob? Uh, they came late at it, but yeah, they came late. Oh, but, yeah. I'm talking Summer's dad and tell them we're coming to a second and third. So it was a pretty, pretty nice so race. So they beaten four lengths. Yep, beaten yep. four lengths. And then last start on what I think was not the spot to be on that inside pad. Lucy sort of got, was under pressure a little bit coming around the turn, but um, she got chopped out a little bit in the straight and the horse didn't give much from there. But Don't, it, don't it, fuss sort of. Um, wouldn't budge, yep. wouldn't budge and allow no, Lucy like free yeah. at three. So yeah. It was, yeah, it started 20 bucks in, in that race. Um, it was beaten 4.7. That was a 78 plus. So it's carried four and a half kilos more than it should have in the weight for age race. It's obviously uh, batting, um, yeah, batting out of its grade. So look, this is a this is nice place. When you go back to last campaign with Cocky Joy and um, there was that big win at um, Bummery. We were there, I think. Lucy got through the field and went bang and put him away and beat Pleto from memory. Yeah. Um, and came out and was a moral beaten in a Should 72 plus that. behind Tycoon Storm. Um, and if you look at another run, that campaign, the 1200 meter run, missed the kick badly you know, in the Marjorie Charlson in a race won by Clairvoyance, um, got chopped out at the top of the straight. And you look at the horse that it sprinted alongside and was arguably just as good, if not better than, they were platinum bullet, cryptic glove. Watch me dance. Watch me dance. Yeah. So it, the, the top liners. So, um, yeah, Cocky Joy, off seven days, it's been a successful recipe in the past. It makes a lot of sense for me that Cocky Joy can grab the back of a horse like Come Magic. Um, and, yeah, if it holds that type of form, it, that should be enough to be right in the finish here. Um, I, I haven't had much success with James Grieve over the journey. His horses – and money comes hard for these horses sometimes, but I, I, I don't have a good correlation with finding him, but this is one I'm going to – Try to find Jimmy G. I don't have I don't have much success with Jimmy. I'm gonna got more success with Brett Pope than Jimmy G. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've, I've marked it equal favorite though. Okay, in the leg up, I've got Come Magic on top ahead of Cocky Joy. However, the way that things have shaken out this morning, especially from a market point of view, because I had them pretty closely, tightly marked as well. I think I'm going to switch my selection on the leg on yep. the uh, the podcast to Cocky Joy. Cocky Joy looks the bet for me. Again, we're still. Waiting for bloody out. markets. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at sort of three fifty, eight bucks, nine bucks, three six five. They're the only two we have to really reference at the minute. So they're they could be irrelevant odds. Surely it's nine dollars, three six five, four twenty. Um, come magic, three six five. So okay. Um, there could be this could be well supported. Who? Cocky Joy. Yes. Because yeah, um, it has been found by the market. There's before. a few unders. Yeah. There's a few unders here. Enticing's well under the odds at eight bucks. Uh, I'm a hundred to one enticing. Bragwell is the right price. Um, it deserves to be in the mix massively. Uh, maps pretty nicely. Yep. Um, trial was good, albeit not franked with Mantelli not going super yesterday, but I still thought the trial was really nice. Uh, former Captain Chaos last campaign. And um, Smashing's the other one, but I'm jury's out a little bit. 1,400 down to 1,200. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I, there's a big chance. Look, some of Jimmy Graves get absolutely walloped in betting, and this has the potential to be walloped in betting, so I'll be trying to lock and load as much early as I can. Okay. The thing with smashing is she just doesn't hasn't been settling in her race. She's been very strong on the bridle for mm. Chris Parnham. And the other day when she- just lets it flop and yeah, takes three of the fence. The, yeah, I, I think the other day because it missed the kick and he wanted to be in a spot, he sort of squeezed and then- 
so she grabbed grabbed hold and was sort of traveling very very strongly but the problem was, on that occasion was he w- didn't want to go to the fence and follow uh the robert matthews horse uh little fryer odd Little, little flirt. Little flirt, sorry. Odd, yep. Tactically, that was because it was a um, a day where you couldn't win if you weren't on the fence and little flirt's horse is going to take you into it. So. so, but from one, maybe he just lets her fall out, as Terry said. Fall out, conserve, um, weave, weave, weave its way through life. Maybe that's why they're back to the 1,200 yeah, too, to try so. and just so they can run along a bit more. Yeah, I agree. Because the, the- Jury's the, out though. The muddling tempo of the 14 the other day didn't suit it, bought itself undone, and then it just had nothing left uh, in the tank for late in the race when things got tough. But- for me, come Magic Leeds, going to give a good kick. Hopefully that opens things up for Cocky Joy. Cocky Joy getting last crack at it. Could be the guy on Saturday. Yep, looks the uh, looks the value. It's funny, Cocky Joy's also – it probably makes sense to back it each way, but I'm, I just don't trust I – just, I just can't hit him. I yeah. just can't hit a Jimmy Greve run. I remember we backed Cocky Joy once last prep. And the five, six bucks, and I had it at about three, and it jumped on Betfair about 15. I rarely would take one that wobbles like that on, on the exchange. And it, um, it he's ran, got you spooked, hasn't he? Jimmy Jack. accordingly, does a little bit. Yeah, he yeah, does a little bit. But um, look at that, that price, I'm happy. Definitely having something on. Very um, good. We're beating, we're beating. Feature of the day the Blackout Bart Stakes, race seven, listed 1,200 metres worth 125,000. It's a good this, little race. Yeah, exciting to see some high quality horse flesh back in action, Guru. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I think the top three in the market, other the top three in the market, uh, will be garnering the most interest. Um, well, there's, Labor Rod well, after there's, a, uh, there's like there's like one, two, three, four, five. There's six horses rated ninety eight and above, which is pretty good going at this time of year for uh, for for, uh, for West Australia. That's so, coming, yeah. yeah. So which is yeah, that's that's and as good it, as it gets. Elite really. And the two that aren't, you'd suspect have uh, the two that are really low in the ratings. While they probably look out of their depth. They've both ran races in their career, which would probably not, probably not win it, but they'd, they'd make it competitive here. So um, I got no, no issues with E-Always or Mystical View being in the race in yeah. that sense. And they're both going to be out the back trying to run on. So yep. I don't think either of them will challenge the scorers, but this looks a race where Caracapo should probably kick up and lead. Vital Silver Breeze um, can tuck in potentially. There's there's two options there, but I think it's probably lead and breeze. Yep. Um, and then you'll probably have Massimo and Laver Rod from areas four and five come across and sort of land pretty handy on those two, I would have thought. And uh, that should be the race from there. Bella Road, they could try and be aggressive and pop forward, I but they with might. the blinkers off, um, remaining off, they might have a sort of a railway pitcher and a go back run on yeah, type sense. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't consider Stiff that. That's a, a good point. I don't know either way. They, they, there's a couple of options there, but. Um, you're right. This, under normal circumstances, yep. if this wasn't, if this they weren't probably, on a railway a path, final, you know? if they weren't on a railway path, they'd probably bounce and try to sit outside yep. uh, Caracapo. But on a railway path, might be different tactics. Yeah, it'd yeah, be interesting okay. with the yep. shades off as well. So yep. remaining off. So yeah, I think the race is running one between Labor Rod and, and Massimo from a. Um, if he gives Valorot a 10 for, and he puts it in the 1 1 or he finds a nice spot for it, uh, it's definitely game on. Its trial was just as good as. Um, uh, just as good as Massimo's, mm. I thought. I just had to settle further back. Um, but yeah, I've the markets came to to my opinion, and it, it pretty much is where I'm at. I've got a strong leaning towards Labor Rod. Labor Rod's yep. not been one of my sort of go to runners over the journey, um, but reckon that Labor Rod. No disrespect to who's ridden it in the past. I think it's one seven it's of twenty two. Quintessential. You, 
You put W Pike on this yep. horse for all those previous starts. I guess one sixteen of twenty two or fifteen <laughs> of twenty two. I, I agree. It's he's ridden it twice, both in Melbourne. He, he didn't even ride it that well on either occasion, to be honest with you. And it's just his style of riding, his strength, got it for two pretty big wins. One with sixty kegs sitting deep the trip. Um, yeah, I, I just it's just think, the efficiency that he he uh, he yeah, rides well, his and horses. And then this with, map which, looks really nice for it too. It's got a bit of tactical speed. I, I think as there's well. been, I think there's been a bit of confusion as to what Labor Rod actually is over the journey. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? and, I, I, and I've been know, one of those people that's like, sort of been a bit. But bit I think confused. even the stable would like is yeah. what, what is he? Is he a thousand meter horse? Is he a is he a go forward horse? Is he a smother horse? What's what's his go? They even tried him down the straight. What, what does straight he What does twice. he stand for? What does he stand for? Exactly. What does he stand for? Um, what's his core values? Exactly. So. They even tried him down the straight 1,200 at Flemington twice and they rode him without cover on both occasions. And then as soon as Pike got on with the smother, he went bang, bang and won like a good horse. So yep. from four, he's going to get the perfect setup for mine on Saturday. And, 100%. And the only, I mean, normal, normal conditions with Valerode, either yep. going back or having a sticky run, breeze or whatever it ends up. The one that can beat him, and he can beat him, is, is Massimo. Yeah. Um, the Jan Jimmy's, we don't know how much has improved at the trial. was super. Didn't have much luck in the Northern Stakes all the Roma Cup last campaign, especially the Roma Cup. Um, Massimo, I think, will be better over further. Um, definitely better over a little bit further. While Laverod, I think, is a 1,200-meter specialist, and that's his go. And I think it's got to be a winterbottom campaign for Laverod, while it'll be a railway campaign for Massimo. But, um, yeah, the trial of Massimo was, was good enough to be a major player here. So I'm 260 Laverod, $4.10 Massimo. So, look, current markets, the, the price isn't there for Laverod, but I'm going to um, I'm gonna hold fire. And, and if I get um, – I'll probably only need 270, 280 to bet. I'm not going to get much over that. Yeah. That'll probably do me. If, if it starts shorter than that, I'll, I'll just watch the race probably go around. I was 260 Laver Rod, 450 Massimo, oh, six, very good. $6 Valero. What yeah, were you, Valero? Seven, seven. seven, yeah. Oh, seven, high sevens, I think, just from the just from the gate. Um, I found it difficult. But the big thing about this race, I don't think I'm going to get my price Laver Rod yeah. because the rest of them look under the odds to me. Yep. That's the concern. And, and, they, and as the as the percentages come down, they're going to they're gonna blow out. So Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like I, like I just chuck it in market order here. Valero's five fifty. It doesn't get any shorter. Vital Silver's eleven dollars. I think. I think it looks a tired horse at eight years old. I think it might be. Um. I think it might be. Might be gone. Caracapa goes to the front. And is honest, but I think twelve dollars is bare bones. Mystical View, is thirteen bucks. I mean that tells you a story. Watch yep. me dance. drawn the widest gate. It's going to need. It's going to go back and steer, run even if it's yep. even if it's good enough. You know. So they've all got to get out. So the, the two forty labor at the moment is probably about as good as it's going to get. My two sixty. Maybe I, I could have had it at a little. A little firmer, but that's just trying to push it for a bit. I, I suspect. Think, you know, the, so. I suspect if the money is going to come for oh, it Massimo, to, if it? it comes from Massimo, then yeah. we might be able to have a bet. Yeah, but um, I reckon it'll come for Labrod because the stable. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the stable don't mind hopping in. So, uh, and I imagine Massimo being the quality horse, I, re I reckon his track work would have been all spot on. His trial spot on. That probably. They'd be They're probably happy with him. Be happy again, Jimmy. Happy, and I, and I would have thought they would be thinking the mid fours is probably a good price. So. Mm. But yeah, Labor Rod, the horse to beat for mine. Um, I think I said two sixty. Yeah, two sixty Labor Rod, same as Terry. If I get anything, anything uh, above that, bet, yeah. yeah, that's that. That'll do me. Track pattern doesn't really affect it either. Later in the day, I don't think there's much that comes into it in that sense. So if he turns up, he wins. I think Labor Rod. That's the way I look at it. I, I don't think it's that simple because yeah. I, I don't we don't know Massimo's ceiling. Laverod's a good horse, but you know Massimo can be a very if if the Jan Jamies get this to improve um, a length or two on what Adam had it, like this is yeah, Massimo's a proper horse. We just don't that's why I don't 
I'm not popping this at two. This is why it wasn't 220 for me or 210 because we just, Massimo, we don't know. Yeah. Massimo c can just be better than it. They, they might sprint together and Massimo might be better. It might have the improvement from um, from that yard. We just don't know. That's why I want my 260. That's mm. all. I, I think Laverod wins. I think Laverod's the better of the two horses, yeah. but I'm just telling you why I'm 260 and not 220. 100%. And also the thing is with Laverod, he's, he might just be coming into – he might be coming into his own. They might. He might have another level to go to as keep, well. If they can keep booking W Pike. Yeah. Honestly, that that will be the difference. And if they can't book W Pike, if he's committed to a uh, threesome and White Runner, I really, I really hope they look at a similar style of jockey like a Clint Johnston Porter. Yep. Um, or a Chrissy Parnham. So. Yeah. Good little race. Not a. Um, it's a good race to shape the carnival to mm. some degree. They're all on sort of different paths. I think Laverod's on a winter bottom, and um, the other two. Major fancies are probably on railway paths, but um, yeah, three very good horses. Race eight of the day. Chaff. Glenroy Chaff. Handicap. 2,100 metres. It's a rating 65 plus, this one. So War is on the quick backup after a uh, pretty decisive win last Saturday. He's one of the major players, as is the top weight, born to try. Paul Harvey. They're not going for the claim on this occasion. Paul Harvey goes on. It's going to carry the full 60 kgs after Kishore. Kishore. Duran rode her last start. And the other major player, number 11, Sugarcane, gate one, William Pike with the 55 kg smack bang on the minimum. Maybe it was an availability thing of maybe there weren't the apprentice they were happier to put on. And that's why, because they've gone with the apprentice with 54, but not with 60. Um, because Kesha was not riding at this meeting, he might be serving that suspension. Yeah, I think from he Alimentaria. Is, yeah. Yep. So the only other options were probably um, Vicky Corva. They could have offered Lacta the rider, and he would have taken that over Surf Point probably. Bo Banovich Edwards. Yeah, they, they they might have decided that um, with the claims available, this was the best option. Yeah, I'd suspect that um, it's got a Pontif, lot of red hot. Pontiff's uh, starting starting to crank at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. this race has got a lot of red hot. Uh, this is born to try. It's got a lot of red hot tip. About yeah, I agree. Week, you know? Agree. Um, yeah, a lot. A lot needs to go right. This is not one of those races where I, um, I, I'm just sort of going to bet with the value on the day. I suspect. Um, I this was a race I really did want to see the early market for, but I mean. Last week, we predicted that the money would come for Red Hot Tip, and it did in, in, in droves. And I, I suspect this week, the money will probably come for Born to Try. But, I mean... It's yeah. hard, isn't it? Very hard, yeah. yeah. But, but you want you want six bucks to back Born to Try, don't you? Yeah. Like you want. Like not, I think it's three ninety four bucks with uh, with the current agencies. Four um, four sixty. Four sixty. yeah. So, you, you'd want even six bucks. I mean, yeah, I think it's probably now worth... Giving vintage stock some credit. Yep. Um, we spoke about it earlier with what was the Fred Kersey runner, Safety Bay. It's now built a little bit of trust. Huge first up, good trial before that, huge first up, and then its last start. They've gone 20 lengths below benchmark, and um, as the Hells Angels pull up, um, <laughs> we've gone 20 lengths below benchmark. <laughs> it's not actually the Hells Angels, very safe place to Monday. Um, not that they would be unsafe. Um, dear man. Shout out to the Hells Angels. I'm getting myself an old ear on um, it's not that um, vintage stock was huge because it uh, held off red hot tip uh, and came from well back in a race they went 20 lengths below benchmark in um, I thought he was 
it's actually jumping pretty well. So I'd like to see him not be so defensive out the gates and try and hold up fifth or sixth here. Um, but yeah, I think Vintage Stock can run a race. There's no reason So Wall can't run again. It's drawn to get the same type of map. Uh, Sugarcane ends up three or four back the fence. If the races run accordingly and it, it gets the right runs, it, it wins the race. Uh, it's just a battler, but you get, you're getting, the thing is you're getting the price. You're getting six bucks. You're getting yep. the price for it. Um, this is the one you're winding up. Like, yeah. I, I was born to try So War, Sugarcane, three level favorites, $4.80. I, okay. So, so, so Sugarcane's my the bet, and Sugarcane's my on top selection. Okay. Yep. I was 510 vintage stock. I've given it favoritism. Okay. I feel with the map um, after that run, it probably was a run away, I felt, and it still went so well. 590 Sowar, 590 Born to Try, 680 Sugarcane. What could have? Uh, question. Probably could have had that. Then I got General. What? I think General Grant's a proper stayer, and its last run was so good. And they so they questioned it about the run. Ran the quickest last two hundred in a race that wasn't run to suit. And did you see it start before when it when yeah, it couldn't, when it couldn't it go? It went better than anticipated. Mm. Like it just some uh, of the stuff. What price you got? Yeah, surf right. point. Uh, Sixteen. Its last two wins have been gifts, yeah. but it's got. It has X Factor and upside to it, but it's it's beaten time stands still on egg white when having run races run completely to suit. I need more. Yeah. I need to see a bit more. Yeah, that's fair enough. So Yeah, I just it just feels like it's got a bit of the uh a sugar cane type feel to it this race. Gate one, low weight. I thought that run the other day was really good in that in that It moment. always does. It always but the, the, yeah. it just wasn't run to suit. Hopefully there's a bit more of a genuine even tempo. Well Saxon, they'll try and lead with Saxon. They'll go forward with decoy. Yep. You know that your two leaders are likely gonna be calling a cab. They'll probably make a mid race move with a horse like Baron Magic. Yeah, that's true. Um yeah, I, I'd love to see them. Like, this will sound a bit funny. I'd love to see them try and hold a spot with up with others. I think it's just a horse. They I went through so many of its replays last night. I've always it's been, it's always, always really competitive. Always been a horse I wanted to get hold but of. But they just others, drop. Yeah. They just drop it out purposely from good gates. Like it jumps pretty well. I'd love to see Kira give it a little, just a little kick Does and try and hold settle? third or fourth. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That might be an issue. I yeah. don't know. But I just love to see them do that because it. Um, it's got the. I know it's eight points out of its grade or seven points out of its grade. It's, but better, it's, got the, it's better than that. Yeah, it's got the yeah. capabilities. It probably jumps at seventy to one bet fee. You know. So. All right, race out of the day. What are we doing? Um, I'll go vintage stock each way. Okay. But, uh, uh, I suspect it won't be popular in betting, and we might see eight nine bucks. Okay. Bet fair. Sugarcane for me, the wizard. But again, I'm back in the drifter. Yeah. I'm. I'm literally going to back whoever else doesn't doesn't want. So that's the thought process. All right. It is now time for. The get out stakes. S T the final time at Belmont. E A K S. Uh who's it brought to us by, BJ? Thanks, Terry. Yeah, get out stakes brought to you by Market Thanks, City Terry. Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canyonvale Market on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team, a bunch of legends down there at the Market City Meats. Drop in, say hello. Um yeah, go down there and uh, stock up for Grand Final Day, Terry. That's a good place to be to get all your uh, your all your meat and your, all your supplies for a big day. Watching the footy on Saturday, Saturday night. Mm -hmm. um, so just load up, just load up. And how about last week's get out stakes result, Guru? The one and only Travis Murray, the OG. I was um, with him at the time he came to the uh, the Belmont Sporting Globe. Yes, came um, to the function. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was pretty happy with that. Was he, was he, a hat as was well. he chuffed? Well, Mrs. Murray got a hat yeah. as well. 
Travis he was chuffed, he was, yeah. Chuffed. He was tickled pink. Tickled pink. Yeah, he was TP. Uh, OG mastermind Travis Murray, he selected all-day session to win by 0.93 lengths in the get-out last Saturday. 0.97? 0.97. So, Jeez, that was a good watch, wasn't it? Oh. You don't often, you're not often deep the trip like that, but just feel comfortable yes. throughout. So um, that was a nice watch. It was a nice watch. The Con- money came. Congratulations, Travis Murray. Uh, hopefully you're uh, you're all stocked up ahead of the uh, ahead of the grand final this Saturday, and um, congratulations for being our episode 94 Get Out Stakes. When the first time he's ever got the Get Out Stakes, but he did. He's win. coming to the um, uh, Kalgoorlie round next week too. Is he really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he's. I can't bring. I can't pull him in. To the no. uh, the one one. No, you won't be able to pull him in. All right. Well, every man and his dog's going to be up there for the for the round. So I feel like I'm missing. I get a bit of FOMO already. Yeah, understandable too. I'll be get, I'll be getting FOMO when I jump on a plane on Saturday morning. Yeah, I'll bet. So uh, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, send us a tweet at the one one pod. Who you think will win race nine of the day and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and we can never ever. Ever forget the Sam White rule, Terry? Uh, far too strong. Uh, <laughs> first in best dressed. <laughs> He's changed his handle to far too far strong. Far too strong, the one and only. <laughs> so, yes, that's right. First in best dressed for the Sam White rule in the get out stakes. So, race nine on grand final day, blackout, but stakes day, the Iron Jack. Best for handicap. last, Sorry? Excuse me, best betting race for last? Yeah. Tricky. Trick, I think there we people will be going in uh, a Different directions. variety of, uh, of directions here, yeah. and uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't knock them on whatever they came up with. So no. I imagine there's going to be a, uh, a smorgasbord of entries in this week's Get Out Stakes. Probably knock them if they came up with your dreaming. Tell them you're dreaming. I'd, I'd knock them if they came up with your dreaming. Tell them you're dreaming. Imagine if. Uh, Cliffy and Stevie just sail well, home. Now that I've said that, it was good last start too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the rail, poking Jeez. up along the fence. I've just got it past the post, haven't I? So yeah, what are you what are you thinking here in the in the lucky in the get out? Um, well, well, I'm I'm thinking this is a really nice race. Mm. Um, I think this is a race that probably deserves a, a little bit of time. So we probably uh, if we if we look at a bit of a um, a speed map first of all, you got OBH from Barrier Twelve Eight. I've got some concerns that OBH will definitely find the front because it hasn't been jumping that well and it's really required Keshaw's um, vigor. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last start it won on a, on a big leader bias track and there were some question marks about the horses behind it, but it was a really good win. Like Horses win. don't work that hard, yeah. get to the top and still fight like that. So, I'm, um, yeah, I think this horse definitely deserves um, another crack. I presume it'll be going for a spell after this. Now we're getting to the, uh, the warmer conditions, but... Um, yeah, OBH is um, the one that will try to get forward, BJ. I don't know if they will. Um, do you expect them to be uh, really aggressive on MTA? I hope so. Yeah, you think yeah. the plan will be to, to roll forward and um, either maybe breeze outside OBH. I, I, I'd love to do a U and, and jam it into the 1-1, one, one, but I couldn't find the horse. Yeah, you were the same. I couldn't find. You know what yeah, I mean? I couldn't I find one a breeze come across and, Yeah. So yeah. potentially Rebel Knight, but then it's got to get underneath, and that's yep. that's ambitious. Asking for that, you know, that's like asking for Selavarch to get the back of gorgeous gossip. But, uh, <laughs> I love how you've probably got a real positive strike rate. And I'm going to pick on one that you've got wrong. <laughs> like you, you're an amazing person <laughs> at getting horses into to gaps. Did, into find, did find the fence though. So. Did find the fence. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Breeze MTA. Yeah. 
So it's um yeah, your sales be pretty tough from there. But yeah. one thing MTA MTA has is the ability to do it at both ends, which a lot of horses don't. Second up, last campaign came out, worked pretty hard, got the one one, and you got oh, we got the one one. But it, it had cover for two hundred meters. Like it didn't have cover for a long period of time before Sean's had to get rolling again, and it was super tough, super tough. It was a really nice win. Dom to shoot was probably a good thing beaten, but it was. Yeah, it was a really good win, like in a, in a very similar sort of race to this. I I, I don't reckon that was sorry, that was a prep before. Sorry, I don't think MTA came up last prep. Um, Still was competitive though, wasn't he? And he it was competitive. Trevor didn't really miss him. Like he he sort of he sort of threw him in the deep end with a few. Oh, that's few his, races. Yeah, that's his level. Yeah. That's his level, I think. But yeah, I think just probably maybe a length or two off where he can be. But he looks pretty happy this time in. Ran second to Laver on a trial and on a day where not many were finding the middle of the track very um, advantageous. Brad Willers made an early decision to try and take a bit of a hold and he just sat four deep, no cover the trip and just let him slowly work into it. And yeah, no no right to finish third, no right to finish as close um, as close as he did. So it was- uh, It was almost the run of the day, really. It was probably, so probably big. Probably was. Yeah, probably it was, was so big. Um, yeah, if he gets some luck in the run, you'd think he probably finds a spot. So, but yeah, you go back through MTA's career and I did a bit of a deep dive. I probably didn't give this horse the credit that it probably deserved. Um, in the guineas, had to work forward and was only beaten by Watch Me Dance. They've cleared out from the rest of the field with Jared Noski on it. Um, even first up in that midweek race, which produced so many winners with Empire Rain pans down. Um, I can't think of the others, but it's just a stack of them. It was tough as nails to win first up at a massive price too. Yeah, who was in that race? Ran sixth. A the, lot of good ones. The Spruker. The Spruker, there you go. Yeah, yeah there's a, a stack of good ones have come out uh, from that particular race. Um, but yeah, I probably didn't quite realise how good uh, MTA was as a horse. And I think last prep maybe it just lost a cog in my brain just because it probably didn't live up to the hype we'd probably hope to see. But yeah, it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty smart conveyance and um yeah it's just about getting to the breeze tough. comfortably it's and a then tough horse. who's on its back and who's who can get past it and um yeah it's it's price orientated for me i've got mta uh as a three dollar seventy pop i think it'll be the most supported runner in the race um coming off what it has the fact it's got tactical speed but yeah, this is a cracking race. Rebel Knight's last run in the Breeze versus Captain KO seven days ago was so good. That's a run that probably won't get the credit it deserves. And not many horses from the Breeze fought on like that. And Captain Chaos would obviously go into this favourite. So um, really nice run from Rebel Knight. Um, Carrigenia Aurora pops in behind him. I think I think it's a little bit of a risk. I think it got it got the run last start. Its previous run around Brave Dream and that type of form I think is more like this. It was a length off him. So I think it's one – I know with Pikey from a good gate, it'll be popular, but mm -hmm. it's one I'm taking on. Uh, is Caragini, um Aurora, Avalon Bay, I'm happy to take on from the Awkward Alley. Um, Paris and George, you probably want to see it draw 10 rather than three. Mm. From Barrier 3 with um, Caragini Aurora, no apology under it. Probably – I know Kira will be desperate to stay off the fence, but it's going to – it's going to be a it's tough. It's going to be yeah, a It bad needs the whole spot. straight to wind up. If she gets it out and gets the right back and gets into it, it can boom. 100%. It can storm home. But, but uh, um, it looks sticky, icky, icky. It's a sticky. And mm. the fact it's not in the stewards report from last start, it's probably an oversight from the stewards, I'd suggest. It should say held up majority of the straight. Um, it, was, it, was, it was one of those things where everywhere she went, she yeah. like she just tried everything. <laughs> Kira tried Tough everything to, to uh, get get uh, clear air, and every move she made, just just kept running into dead ends. Yeah. So, certainly um, was yeah. Um, and the other one we've got to mention a bit is like uh, testing love yesterday. A bit like testing love yesterday. Cutaway yeah. rail, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one which we need to mention is point taken. Mm, um, big. 
Yeah, it went huge. And, and I mean, Lockie did tell us third up watch for her, but- Did he say that? He said that, didn't he? Yeah, but it wasn't, like I spoke to him before she went around. He said, look, I yeah, she's doing everything right at home, but how can you possibly back her off those performances? She didn't beat a horse home in her trial, first up or second up. Um, and that's a major concern, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. That's good form analysis, isn't it? They didn't beat a horse home three times in a row. That's, that's a worry. Um, but- yeah, and she sat deep the trip. She was entitled not to beat a horse home last start, the way the track was playing. I don't think the Avalon Bay form is probably as strong as maybe the Captain Chaos form that Rebel Knight comes out of or the, um, or the Mystical View form which MTA comes out of. But if MTA is not impossible to get caught three deep here, right? Yep. Yeah, there's a big chance MTA does it tough and, and point taken's in that moving line. It gets into this with 54 and a half. Now... I reckon that the big thing with Point Taken is it, it didn't, uh, and I said, I have mentioned this in the part, I don't think Point Taken and Jason Brown get along. So Point Taken with Jason Brown, um, he's been on four times, including its trial. It's beaten one horse home those four occasions. Lactar's only ridden this horse on three occasions. Um, the first was a massive win from last at Ascot. Um, Rebel Knight was actually in that race, BJ, and there's only a half a kilo weight swing. Came from last. The second time Lactar went on was first up last prep, when in an impossible position and flooding home two lengths behind Amasinus. Mm -hmm. His run was just astronomical. And then the third time um, Lakdar rode it was the start just gone when it sat deep the trip. So I just think Lakdar and Point Taken, I think Point Taken loves Lakdar being on the horse. Uh, if MTA finds some trouble, does a bit of work. He doesn't love Lakdar. But just comparatively, it, 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 I genuinely believe it is a jockey thing. The horse just, just doesn't it and Jason don't get along for whatever reason. It's just not, uh, they're not compatible, um, but they clearly do. And this horse obviously gets along with Chloe as a party mm -hmm. um, as well. So look, I just think if the race pans out according, there's a three wide line, um, the middle of the track's playing well, which by this stage of the day in race nine, it tends to be, it tends to be, you can make ground um, regardless of pattern. Um, yeah, I think point taken flashes and is definitely um, in the mix is definitely in the mix mm. so yeah I'm well since we've been recording there's been huge money for you dreaming off the map has it no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> you're you. dreaming can't win um, <laughs> are you going to tip tell you tell them you're dreaming <laughs> uh, I like MTA that mm -hmm. run was just too big to to ignore uh, tough horse has those has a terrific black type three-year-old form from the spring and then some in the autumn as well even ran ran against the older horses after the wa guineas just to show how tough it is and almost pinched a 1800 meter race at ascot was beaten yeah. by juicing carrots i think and then trevor even uh pushed on further to a 2200 meter race to end its prep that was in late december so this horse is a tough bugger Working forward from gate 10 with an informed hoop, Sean McGrady on board. Dropped and a couple of points last campaign, I think, as yeah. well. Managed to drop four points, which is integral. The 60 and a half to 50, yeah. 58 and a half is, um, yeah, puts it just, in nicely. Just had no business kicking kicking on into third place first up. Uh, coming off that, has to be a major player in this. Yeah, MTA on top in the get-out stakes for mine. Yep, I'm going to Dutch them. Um, I'm 390 throw, I say, 370 MTA, mm -hmm. and I'm 590 point taken. I'm actually 680 Rebel Knights, currently 10 as well. So um, they're the three I've got. I've got Carrie Jr. or fourth in my market, while most people will have it shorter. Um, I, th I thought the, uh, the the knockout could be zero demerits. Gary, yep. Gary Crispin runners. Uh, on a firm track. Yeah. I was waiting for, again, there's a lot of. I was waiting for it last time. Jason it would, yeah. off, to be honest. I don't think the horse and Jason get along all that well. Its last win was when Clint Johnston Porter went on board. Did Paul Harvey win on. Zero demerits. What? So my trademark yesterday. Yep. Jason Mining off. Like uh, that sounds harsh. The way I'm probably wording that, 
but a lot of horses are winning um, with Jace off. Went good. Went good with Jace in the saddle the other day. So did go very well, and it's I think it's better on a good four as well. Just whether it can hold a spot, use the gate. And um, it'll and plot away to the line. It's just whether it's – yeah, it's whether it can – and there was a bit of money for it last start too. So, no, it can win. But, look, I think MTA will be strong money horse. Um, we're, we're, again, we're doing this without odds. We've only got four bucks. We're doing a um, blind here, butters. Four bucks. Well, it's very hard without it, isn't it? Hmm. It's $4 on the local. It's three eighty with three six five. That's all I have. Uh, point taken is 10 and 9. I reckon BJ might be able to – um, agree with me or disagree with me? I think money will be MTA pretty strong. Yeah, uh, strong data horse, uh, as B just said, runs impossible miss. I think point taken, you probably don't have to rush in for the nine or ten in a in a deep race. You're probably going to see somewhere from nine to fifteen on Betfair late, and you can just make an assessment if they are making ground or not as well. So um, MTA try and lock in some four dollars or so early and um, point taken. Dutchum, Dutchum, Daryl, Dutchum. MTA for me. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come back with our best bets, our maddies, our lays, as well as our Top Gun tipping tournament selections for week two. Okay, we're back with our Betfair best betting proposition of the day and we're rejoined by Ian Butchie O'Connor from the Mundaring Hotel. He's come back to, uh, to put his Butchie's best yeah, I'm a media hog. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on Media Street, Butchie. Uh, okay, Terry Layton, you, no. what is your bet fair? Butchie, oh, go first. Butchie, go first. Yeah. Lead yeah, us right. off. What's, your, what's Butchie's best? Butchie's best. Butchie's best. Butchie's best. Right, me old mate Daniel Leonard, Surf Point, will be winning. Oh, we'll be winning. Cool. Yes, I like that. You. We were fairly non-committal, weren't we? Like, I, like, oh, yeah. I thought Butchie was going to do a quartet. <laughs> <laughs> In order. Uh, <laughs> Units. <laughs> uh, what's my next one, Maddie? Maddie. Uh, something at a price. Well, I think... Well, I think Madelon will drift in that field. Yep, but, race uh, one. Yep. Yeah, so he'll be winning too, I think, for okay. Todd Rowland. Yes. I don't mind that. Little little double there at probably 100 to 1. They'll be taking the bet fair prizes. Yeah. I like this. And who Are they short for me? Yeah. <laughs> who, can't, who can't win? Who can't win, well, would you? Well, if I'm declaring surf point, then born to try. Born to try? Can't win? No. Nah. I like it. Cannot Big win. Big wide gate. Yeah, I've been wrong Just before. Yeah. <laughs> Never to me. <laughs> Never to me. All right. All right. Terry, a bit of value there. I like that. Great Ter- stuff, Butchie. Terry, what is your bet fair best? Uh, my bet fair best was, well, race four and race five, giant leap, kissing all four cheeks, bit of a ding-donger. So um, give you a couple. Not very exciting. No $8 bet. No $8 bet fair best like Butchie over here. <laughs> my bet, get on. My bet fair best is kiss on all four cheeks as well. Cool. Uh, Maddie. I, look, again, I don't have a, a Maddie that um, – that's popping out at over 20 to 1, um, which makes it difficult. I don't want to give for the sake of it. I've, I've priced skin and tins 15 in the last. I think it needs to be ridden with cover. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting improvement, but I don't, I don't think it can outsprint a lot of them. So my two best, take those two together at about three bucks and lob them into Laver Rod, and you're getting about 25 to 1. Oof. So there you go. Qualify. Giant leap. Kiss on all four cheeks, Laver Rod, and you're getting about 25 to 1. Well, I'm going to go the traditional route, and I'm going to throw one out there. Race five. Number nine, Don's Legacy, I think, can run an improved, oh, improved race. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, BJ. Yeah, but that's that's insanity. Madness. But that's Don's oh, Legacy. Wild. Lay. Don's Legacy? Um, <laughs> no, I like that. That's yeah. good. I didn't say that coming. Uh, I better lay um, race three, Gingerfly. 
hope right. it doesn't think it'll have to do a bit of work to to get anywhere near the top and might be susceptible late, even though it's not a deep race. Susceptible. Susceptible. Good word. Same race, lay number five, pepper salt. So we're laying the two there two faves. Go. I like that. So in the uh West Peak Platinum handicap race three, we're laying the two faves, ginger flyer and pepper salt. And before we go, for full transparency, top we gun. we have to give our top gun selections for week two. Yeah, it's a funny one. I, I'm in a position now where we, we reckon we're pretty safe from the first cut. So I, I wouldn't mind having a crack at something, but nothing completely stands out at a price. So I am going to be a little bit boring, just consolidate um, at the top and just have 50 wins on the two best. So 50 giant leap race four and 50 kiss on all four cheeks. Race five, um, we get the pair of them up and Timmy doesn't have a collect. Might be able to overtake him. Okay, so I'm going to go kiss on all four cheeks. 75 wins mm -hmm. and just to keep the hopefully just keep the funds ticking over 25 wins laver rod 25 wins laver rod yeah yep. that's yep. not bad so just to keep the funds ticking over make sure i can hopefully try and make the top 40 butchie if you had a hundred dollars to spend i don't want this saturday what would your top gun selection be uh top gun selection i've already told you serve point 100, 100 wins, wins. <laughs> come on no no messing around yeah he's uh yeah that's yeah fortune favors the brave yeah, yeah exactly right <laughs> and exactly also right. betfair starting price so it could end up being bigger okay, so I look reckon, out yeah i reckon you'll, no, I think it'll win it's a good horse. i reckon you'll see double figures but she could well, blow, so. blow everyone out yeah, of the water yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he only plays for one of the seven weeks it's enough to win the comp so apart for a late nomination oh dearie me oh that's uh that's it that is it thanks again um butchie for uh, for having us up here, I'm looking no, it's forward been to wonderful. looking forward to tucking into some Tucker shortly. But uh, yeah, oh. I, uh, we've we've filmed at um, Ascot a couple of times. But geez, this is just mm. as good, if not a uh, a nicer spot. So um, listeners, make sure you get yourself up here and uh, get a feed and get out and Butchie's big deck and uh, <laughs> have a have a punt and a frothy and a flutter and all of the uh, soak all up, the rest. soak in the soak uh, in the, uh, the good vibes exactly yeah. right um, and. Um, yeah, whoever fills in for me next week, have some fun. I'm uh, I'm uh, MIA for a week. Uh, look forward to returning. Hopefully, we can get dig deeper. Hannon's handicap. Uh, anyone else that is coming out to Kalgoorlie, make sure you say hello on Hannon's day. One of my favourite days of the year. Thoroughly looking forward to it. And uh, Top so, Gun selections. Yeah, get them in nine thirty a.m. But until next week on the one one.